and we are live once again. Aloha, shifters, tuning into this wherever you are, whenever you are. Welcome to another Paradigm Shift team building video and audio hangout. For everyone here in the hangout with me, let's say hello to the people of the internet. <laughs> yes, that's right. That wild animal noise was Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Someone would have been able to guess, I'm sure. Oh, my. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, for those of you who are seeing this in the future, always know that you guys are invited to be a part of these. And right now, uh, we're still just keeping the doors open for more people to join, though there's only three of us in the Hangout. Uh, the, um, the magic three is Austin, Michelle, and myself. So we are holding space, trifecta, doing, mm -hmm. doing our thing here. And, uh, of course, we're going to get this rolling. I'm just going to post in a couple other places to let people know that we are officially live, but if you guys are watching this, then as I mentioned, please feel free to join, or at the very least, please feel free to jump in the live chat of the main website where you can interact there. So, just as a quick introduction, for those of you who may be new to the project, Paradigm Shift Central is a real-world game to help shift consciousness, and we're building a global team of shifters all across the world and helping create conscious media and paradigm shift communities and shifters is the word that we use to refer to people who are actively helping assist with the shift in consciousness so mm -hmm. from one week to the next we come here we hang out we practice talking we share updates about what we have been doing within the last week new projects that we might got going on new lessons new observations new shifts within our own personal paradigm and we practice having metaphysical discussion and lots more of exciting stuff and of course through the website you'll also find new quest journals conscious articles and information about upcoming events the most recent event that we had before this was a dream class and I'm happy to say that that went really well and I'll tell you guys a little bit more about that later in terms of uh, some of the basics that I want to be able to cover within this episode I want to be able to just give you guys a little bit of an update on the paradigm shift uh, stuff that we got going on within my local community, including the Jedi Training Academy, which was uh, something that you would have heard me mention in the previous broadcast, and it was something that we did on the last Saturday, and we did it in the park, and uh, yeah, it was really cool, and like I said, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit more about that, but... Um, before and with also within this broadcast, I'll go over uh, just some little technical back-end stuff, uh, some visions for the future of the project, some things that we can be working on together and how we can continue to streamline this. And uh, yeah, just all sorts of cool things. So thanks again for those of you who are tuning in. And if you are listening to this live, again, please feel free to either join or at the very least just share it with your friends and let them know Yay. that this is a very cool thing that we got going on. So um, with that said, I'll, I'll pass it around to you guys and we'll just do some quick basic introductions and then I'll talk to you a little bit about the, how the Jedi Training Academy went. And uh, with the, in terms of the introduction, let's, let's do this. Let's say, um, let's say our names. Oh, magic. Pinecone crystal. <laughs> I think it falls over sometimes. Let's say our names. And then let's say a color that we feel represents us. And it can be uh, like an actual color or it can be almost like a metaphorical color. It can be a color that's even beyond our spectrum. 
whatever that might mean to you. <laughs> but yeah, we'll share a little bit about a color that we feel describes us, either in this moment or maybe how we see or feel, how we see ourselves in general. And then also we'll just share a little bit about anything uh, that we would like to mention in terms of projects that we're working on um, and how we've been helping assist with the shift in consciousness where we are. And uh, before we even get to start into that, I just want to, of course, give a special welcome to the newest player who has joined the Hangout. Uh, give a quick shout out to Mr. Kevin Mays. That's right, oh! aka Philosophical. <laughs> I was just well, uh, thinking rainbow energy. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Kevin's just joining up. I think he's just setting up his mic and stuff like that, but sure. that's awesome to see him in here. Uh, those of you who've been tuned in with the Paradigm Shift community in the past, you guys know uh, who Kevin is and might have even seen him in the Journey to Lucidity movie. So Kevin, man, good to see you, brother. Welcome. <laughs> awesome, man. If you want to test your microphone, go ahead. It's not coming through right now, so I think you might just got a mute button or whatever. So cool, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, as Kevin figures that out, um, we can go around with some introductions, and uh, I'm sure he will be able to. Kevin, once you get it, like once you think you got it working, feel free to test it at any point. And um, Austin, since you're new here, I just want to be able to invite you to go first. To again, you can introduce yourself, uh, say where you're from, and then maybe uh, some interesting story from the last week. I know there's some stuff we were talking about earlier. You, that, feel free to share that story again. I think that's really interesting. And uh, yeah, how you're helping assist with the shift in consciousness, where you are, and whatever that means to you. So passing the talking stick off to Austin. And for those of you who aren't watching the Hangout, he's uh, wearing one of the Open Your Heart shirts right now. So you can totally hear it, yeah. <laughs> cool, okay, go, right. go ahead, Austin. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Austin. I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania. And um, some of the things I'm into are studying ancient knowledge, uh, sacred geometry, um, quantum mechanics, and uh, I'm also a very accomplished grackle healer. Uh, <laughs> that, was the, that was the story that Brendan was referring to uh, from last week. Did you say drackle or grackle? <laughs> that, that would be grackle. Grackle, and, and, and for people who have no idea what a grackle is, uh, such as Michelle had no idea. Michelle, you had no idea what a grackle was, right? So I'm thinking that grackles were crows because I think everything is crows, um, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but I was schooled tonight, uh, and I'm using that as my color, by the way, the grackle color. Oh, okay. But for those of you who don't know what grackles are, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> So a grackle is just a uh, type of blackbird, uh, but it has iridescent uh, green on its wings and iridescent purple on its head. And uh, I like the, the adjective that Brennan used earlier was holographic, and it does kind of look like a holographic color to it. Um, but yeah, so I, my story uh, from last week was uh, one of these grackles flew into my window and injured itself severely. And uh, it's struggling to uh, breathe, and its beak was wide open, and its eyes rolled back in its head. And uh, I was very concerned for it, so I stepped outside and I put my hands around it and tried to heal it um, with my hands. And I could feel the energy pouring off, and I, I was just focusing on making it better, calm, you know, giving it a calm place uh, in case it was 
you know, it's last last time here on Earth or whatever, but it's trying to mm -hmm. calm it down and heal it. And um, after probably about 10 minutes or so, it just kind of sat up and you know, looked at me and stared, sat there and stared at me for like five minutes. Uh, and then it hopped away and flew away. So I don't know if I did heal it or not, but I like to think that it did. And uh, yeah, so that's my Grackle story. <laughs> Love it. Cool. You also said there was energy pouring, like when you told me the story, you said it was like pouring off your hands, like that was like an experience, like a visceral, like you could feel the, like it was almost like you got activated by doing. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely feel it. Um, I've been working a little bit with energy, uh, you know, energy that comes out of our bodies and stuff like that, but uh, that was my first like real intense experience, seeing something like that. Um, but also, I, I do do a little bit of telekinesis as well, and um, you know, like work with side wheels and stuff like that. So I, I've had experiences where I felt energy flowing off my hand before, but it, that was the most intense that I've ever felt. It. And it maybe it was like kind of like one of those uh, situations where you know, you know a baby's under a car or something, and or just like you know, where the mother lifts the car up. So it's like just one of those intense situations where something you know, happened to be a grapple with something needed help and. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I was oh, sorry, you guys probably could have heard me typing there. I didn't have my mic muted, I apologize. Um <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say, you know, like with uh with something like that, it's always interesting to see how like we respond when there's a, a, a less you know, a creature in need and everything. And and I think, you know, we we kinda alluded to this in, before the hangout got started, but we were just talking about like how that in itself, uh, you know, animals animals are here for us. To, for animals are teachers uh, alongside of us, as well as they're also students. And and sometimes like their teachings can appear to us in a variety of ways. But I think uh, you know the kindness of a person can really be measured when you see what they would do for a situation like that, where they would see like a creature. You know who they owe nothing to, yet they like go out of the way like to help them. Um, yeah, I just remember there's like some like quote or something like that where it's just like you know measure a man's worth by like the way how he treats animals or something. I so, just saw that. Or some yeah something like that. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I think I think it's really good uh, to you know it's it's un it's unfortunate. Like it sounds like it's like uh, you know. Just it, it sucks when you hear something like that about an animal being hurt and everything, but it's interesting when you sort of step back and just be like, well, at the same time, like that creates an interesting moment of reflection for us as a, as a conscious individual in that moment to just like, like see how we respond. Because, I mean, there may be people who would just be uh, as sad as it sounds who would just like kind of be like, ah, whatever, it's just a stupid bird or something like that, right? And and I think a lot of people, unfortunately, in today's society like may almost do that. So um, it's a good test for, for us to sort of be uh, up against when we see things like that. But I'm sure, you know, the grackle was very appreciative of it. And I'm glad to hear that it was able to fly away. And, and you're right, it's one of those things where it's just like, did I make a difference or did I not make a difference? But I, I based on our crazy metaphysical perspectives on things, it would be a, a, a reasonable guess to assume that, yes, you did make a difference, at the very least just by holding space to allow it to find comfort. Like you said, because you didn't know. Like, maybe it could have been those could have been its last moments or something, right? And so 
if, if that was the case, you can almost imagine like the soul of that grackle almost just being like, "Thank you, human. Like, thank you. You know, like in the next life, I shall do. You know, I shall tend to you, sort of thing. <laughs> I shall carry you." Or Michelle, you look like you had something to. I did, but now I'm laughing about your your genie metaphor <laughs> in the next life. I will. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, but what if you reverse it and say that the Grackle actually gave him um, a boon in this life by allowing him to, like, use his, like, feel what that feels like to be a healer, like, to step into that. And, like, sometimes I feel that animals show up as, like, sacrifices. Like, I got an owl um, wing that way. Um, that was very holy and sacred, and I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how awkward I was with it and how much of a sacred gift it was. And, um... And when I was taking the wing, because I was shown because somebody else had the wing once, um, and they told me that that's how you do it, is you sign an animal on the side of the road, and you take, you know, that's where I got my feathers from. And I said, okay. So that happened to me, like, some years later. And um, when I was taking it, I was like, ah, you know? Like, there was so much, like, I was such, um, almost, I would say, like, cowardly with what I now know in, like, a shamanic perspective is, like, very, like, ritual. Like, I did the burial, and I did everything else, but I remember how not being raised as, like, able, somebody who handles animals in that way. Like, I was just, there was, like, a fragility to it. I wanted to do it right with the right respect, you know. It was just, um, so I don't even know how I got on that story. But, uh, but yeah, so the animal sacrificed itself, though, so I could go through that experience in a way. That's, like, one perspective is that, like, animals give their lives for us to, like, the buffalo metaphor with the Native Americans, you know. Like, it's 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 holy on them, like they're more connected to, to, to Great Mother than we are in a way. Like we, especially in like what I was just saying, like we're, we live in this disconnected, so like, so they're, they're feeding us just as much. Yeah. Sure. Um, Austin, any, any other thoughts on the, on, on what you feel that you got out of that experience of helping heal, helping tend to the grackle? <laughs> tend to the grackle. Tend to the grackle. Um. <laughs> as I say. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely feel grateful for the experience. It was one of the most amazing experiences I've had recently, really. Uh, and, awesome. you know, like, like Michelle was saying, it's almost kind of like a sacrifice self to me or something like that. Like, uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't believe in coincidences, so I feel like that, that was kind of like a test, as Brandon said. You know, maybe it was a test whether it was for me to, you know, pass or whether it was for me to. To, um, you know, learn about energy healing and get that experience. Um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I can't. My logical mind help can't can't say for sure whether or not it helps, but in my heart, I feel like I did for sure. So, Trust the heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, when you're measuring things. Um, yeah, I mean, just just try to imagine how you might have felt had you not helped that bird or something like that, right? Like, that regret would be something that would eat away at you. And and even still, you know, in the future, or say maybe somebody else who, who would go through a similar lesson, that regret would still be a teaching for them. And that would still be almost like a lesson from the animal if you're, again, kind of looking at this from like a higher perspective. where Because I think that's a very important thing when we notice, not just with animals, but in any moment in our life where even if we kind of might like do something or kind of say something slightly rude to someone or, or we just kind of like 
do something a little bit uh, that that later on we just sort of have a feeling where we're just like, oh, I wish I didn't do that, or I wish I did do this, or you know something, or or it's just kind of like like I'll, I'll give you an example, um, you know, like maybe. Um, yeah, like okay, like an an example would be like uh say you're uh you're like on the bus and you see someone like running after the bus and you're just like I could tell the bus driver that there's someone running after the bus right now. But then a lot of people will just be like whatever, it's not my problem, I don't care, right? And then that will happen and that person won't catch the bus and then a part of you might just be like, hmm, you know, like why do I feel slightly bad about that? But then next time in the future, that feeling may be the lesson for you to be like, okay, like next time that happens, I'm going to do something different, right? So sometimes things have to happen uh, a certain way one way so that the next time they can happen a different way. And that's how we learn lessons within this reality. <laughs> sometimes we have to do something that feels bad in order to learn how to do something that will feel good. It's so. like you have to miss, like, because this even happened to me today, like, you have to miss an opportunity in order to not miss a bigger opportunity. Yeah, 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 for that's sure. That's a trip. <laughs> it is a trip. It is a trip, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good though. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of saying earlier where like I had a, a literally almost a, a, a similar experience with with Austin, where there was like a bird that crashed into our window, and and we just weren't sure whether it was gonna like die and stuff. And then I had to, I had to like leave. I had to go 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 out across town, and and I was like sitting there, and I was like waiting for the bus, and a part of me just wanted to like go back home because I'm just like, oh, what if it's like the last moment for the bird and stuff? And I was like so conflicted, and I was like writing in my journal about like how it made me feel. There's I actually have like a quest journal that I never posted and it was like about this and I maybe I'll go back and repost it. It was like from back like almost like a year ago. Uh-huh. But uh but unfortunately the bird ended up being okay and it flew away and I was just like, okay, wow, like I'm I'm A, I'm glad the bird like was okay and B, like I'm glad I still got to experience how I felt in that moment, right? Because I mean mm-hmm. it's so easy to disassociate ourselves from the suffering of others. But I think it's important when we recognize that there is like that part of ourselves that is trying to tell us that like, hey, you know, like this is a chance to open your heart a little bit more, right? So, yeah. Shout out to all the animal friends. Shout out to all the grackles, and you know, I, I, it's not just animals, but yeah, that can come through. <laughs> Magic grackles, cool. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll keep moving forward here, or else we're gonna be talking about grackles all day. But uh, well, what's your color, Austin? I was gonna say Austin. Yeah, oh, do you have yeah. A, a color that you wanna that you feel associates with you. Um, I was uh, my whole life. I always was into like sky blue, but recently with uh, my understanding you know, telekinetics and um, energy healing and all that stuff, I know it's kind of a more purple color, so, and the grackles head the purple too, so, yeah, I'm digging purple right now, so. <laughs> nice. Purple's making a big comeback. It really is. <laughs> like, super... <laughs> like honestly, like I, I, I didn't, I didn't used to be a huge fan of purple, but now I'm like, I, I love purple. Like I incorporate it into a lot of the paradigm shift graphics, and, and I, I think it's a you really, do. it's a really powerful color. It is like, yeah, and and again, you know, I, I think, I think part of what's interesting is that like when we share the color purple, um, you know, like it's easy for people to associate it with like femininity or something like that, but I mean. At the same time, I think it's really powerful when we just present it as a, a, a color that is like both male and female sort of thing. You know, like there was a strength behind purple that I think uh, up until recently it maybe wasn't being fully recognized and stuff. Like purple, if, and again, you know, if you're looking at the chakras and stuff, like purple's like a crown or or, or 
brow chakra, uh, mm-hmm. or yeah, it would be yeah. One, one of the two. It would be within that spectrum of the the higher up part. So yeah, the third eye definitely. So yeah, yeah. So shout out to Purple. Um, I just want to see uh, Kevin, Phil. Uh, did you is your mic working yet? Do you want to give it another shot? I want to hear your beautiful. I want to hear you talk about Purple. <laughs> It's not. It's not working right now, man. Um, there's. I. I guarantee you. There's a way to fix it, though. Like, assuming you have a mic in your computer. Yeah. Like that. That would be the only reason it's not working. <laughs> so. It's impossible to have Kevin in and have him not be able to speak. That's some crazy shit. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. I will call you on my phone and and put you on speakerphone and then That's send you through my microphone or something like that. So. <laughs> Cool. And shout out to shout out to Sean. He's in here as well. He's just getting things figured out. But yeah, cool. Um, okay. Well, we we'll should keep... have a tutorial skull. We need to have like a microphone tutorial for all our homies because this <laughs> happens a lot. Like, <laughs> be like, all right. It happens too often, but it does happen sometimes. It does. Cool. Well, I just want to say uh, again, you know, shout out for people who are tuning into this. I'm I'm literally like I'm posting this in a few. Kaya of the... just joined us. And Kaya, Kaya just joined us. Hey, Kaya. Welcome to the hangout. Kai was in our dream class on Tuesday, so shout out. Awesome. And uh, again, you know, for people who are seeing this maybe for the first time and for people who are already in the Paradigm Shift community, please feel free to join at any point during the Hangout. And uh, yeah, again, I'm just encouraging and inviting people to let people know that this is live and we'll definitely be getting into some really interesting conversation as per usual. Um, Again, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the Jedi Training Academy that I'm starting up here in my local community and and we did the first class on Saturday. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. And even with the idea that this is something that people can implicate where they are. And I actually saw that. um, I put up a post today, and there was one who commented on it, and he was just like, hey, man, like, I really appreciate what you're doing, and it's really inspiring, and I'm going to start up a Jedi training. You know, like that's exactly what it's about, and and I'll explain more to you about what the logistics of the Jedi Training Academy is. But more or less, it's it's uh, combining me- it's combining metaphysical philosophy and physical exercise, and playing in the park with uh, people in your community, and doing it within like sort of the umbrella concept of the Jedi. So, yeah, I'll tell you guys more about how it went. Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, Austin, I was going to say, is there anything? Austin, because we, uh, do you want to say a little bit about how you're helping assist with the shift in consciousness? Uh, how you perceive that question is up um, to you, but I heard you're working on some stuff or studying some stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm working with another group on uh, free energy device and quantum quantum energy device. I can show it to you. Uh, I've got the links if you want to check it out. I run a YouTube channel. This is a Q24. You got the 24 battery capacitors around it. Smokes. This is, you know, the Ouroboros shape, and also inside has cones, six cones pointed at each other. Yeah. Is this functional? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I plug. I can. I plug it into power bars. I attach it to a power bar, and I run. You know, it can run whatever you plug into it. Um, and I can show you. I don't have this one hooked up yet. I just finished this today. Uh, so I can show you. I have a Q6 over here. So we got we make Q6s, Q24s, and Q144s. Um, let me show you this one here. Okay. 
This is really interesting. This is like, this is some like Back to the Future type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well Inside Doc's garage. <laughs> the flux capacitor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what do we got? There's a go pine cone in there. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just for that's just for show. Uh, but, um, <laughs> it's the generator. Don't lie. We have um we have groups uh, we have groups and like Facebook groups. We have like thousands of people all over the world doing this in Asia and South America, Europe, just everywhere. Canada, they're building them. Um, so right here, what I have is a wireless voltage meter. So normally, how this works. Um, you take it and it can check live wires. So like this is a live wire, so I gotta get real close to it. But this, you can see, um, see, it can it sets it off about three, four inches away from it. It goes all around it. So, so right now this is telling me this is a live wire. So um, most electricians and stuff would not touch this. So you know, I can touch it anywhere anywhere I want. Because it's not running on electricity, it's running on plasma or quantum energy or, you know, I haven't figured it quite out yet, but um, there's people in the group that understand it better than I do. Um, I'm just a student, but I mean, people just kiss it, I mean, <laughs> this is a live wire right here, so there's energy going, there's energy going through this. And um, this is running a fan and one of my lights just for now, um, so... Yeah, that's what I've been working on the last uh, like four or five weeks. You said it's running a fan. Yeah, it's running a fan and a. Um, yeah, I've been hooked up to a power bar here. Awesome. How do you measure the frequency? Uh, what was that? How do you measure the frequency output? Because the energy generated by that would resonate on a certain frequency, right? Um. I'm not technical enough to answer that, but I'm sure, yeah, there's probably a better way to measure than just this thing. But it's um, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But this uh, this will like this will nano coat the wires all throughout your house over like depending how no. many you put in your house, and it'll you nano coat the wires somewhere. Mm. Ow. Um, and when you need to put wires, it 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 will like reduce your your electricity bills all throughout your house because nano coating is a superconductor, uh, right. which is you know like nano carbon. So over a few months, it'll nano coat all the wires in the house and your neighbor's uh, house and the grid. Glasses to protect from EMFs from the radiation from computers and phones. You use cool. it for your phone, but I thought if you use it on glasses, it protects you from any screen that you use. Is that nano coated those glasses? Yeah, yeah it's nano coated. Oh, okay. I brought the gel on some website. It was very cool. I mean, a lot, a lot of you are laughing, but this actually works. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And like, Austin, would you say like it is the the like the build of this and everything? Is it super complex? Is it moderately complex, or is, or is this like something that anyone could build? This is something little kids can build. Yeah, yeah no, exactly, yeah. All it, and all it is is ashes. It's just ashes and water. And then you, the, the capacitors here, uh, we have a central copper wire that comes out, and um, you just roll parchment paper. That's what this is. It's parchment paper that's soaked in ashes and, and water. 
and then this is aluminum foil. And you have five capacitors to go around, the wires here. You have two, you have uh, two on the aluminum foil side, and you have three on the parchment paper side. And it's just completely self-sufficient and just keeps charging itself because it's it's a it's a short circuit essentially too. So uh, if you know electricians that have seen this in our group, like they don't understand how it works because it's a short circuit. It should it should not work, but it does and it powers things. So um, yeah, they're very very simple to make. You can make a Q6 in, in a short amount of time. Q24 take a little bit more time. You can make 24 capacitors, but um, no, you can make one of these faster in about ten minutes. So, um, wow! Can I? Uh, can you guys hear me? Sean, we yes. can. Yeah, go ahead. Um. So I missed what the purpose of that thing is. Um, it's. I don't know the full capabilities of it, but it's you know I found it because I was looking for you know, like a free energy device. So right now we have like people in our group we have these plugged mm -hmm. into. To our walls and they can run our run our appliances and then uh, it'll also nano coat your wires in your house, which will reduce your electricity bill, um, along with a lot of other stuff we probably don't understand yet. Um, but I mean, you That's can also really cool. And I didn't even get into like all the trippy stuff you can do with it yet. Uh, but I mean, there's people in our group that can communicate with these devices, um, you know, telepathically. It's like a, they say it's like a link to your higher self, essentially. So it's like nothing new, you know. People have been communicating with their higher selves, you know, throughout history. But um, you know, it just it's, it's sort of a tool to help people accomplish that. Um, and we have we have people in our group that are feeding off of it. Those people haven't eaten for weeks because they're they're using the device to feel uh, feed off of. You can feel with these devices. Um, so the, the the capabilities are, are almost yeah. limitless. You know, I don't I don't know what else it's fully capable of, but um, I so, have. Uh, go ahead. So I was just gonna say, like going back to what you're saying, people are like, are feeding off of it. Like I mean, we hear people talking about being like, um, you know, like literally being able to survive off the prana around them and everything like that. Is, is that that's kind of what you're getting at? These things are like prana generators or, or something like that. And if someone's conscious yeah. enough, they can. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, prana uh, chi, whatever. It's it's like it's kind of like a prana antenna. Essentially, those cones in the center they're like drawing the prana energy, and um, yeah, you can. I mean, you can feel the energy pouring off these things. I mean, when I put, this one isn't plugged in yet, so it's not that strong. But I mean, the Q6, I mean, you can feel it. It's almost like it's almost like a it's like a like a, like a magnetism or something like pushes. You can feel like a slight like. Resistance, and uh, I heard a theory that. Sorry, go ahead. No, let's, go ahead. I heard a theory that um, <clears throat> that the pyramids were originally built to be that kind of thing, sort of a like a. I mean, I heard it described as like a psychic energy generator to like help, like basically it just like send out a lot of like high vibrations to help the people be in a place where they wouldn't uh, get violent and stuff. I suppose sort of like a, a pacifying tool, but from what I read, not the kind that like, you know, like puts you under, like sedates you. It's kind of just like brings you to a higher place where you realize that the violence is not something that you need in your society. Yeah, it raises your vibration. Yeah, I mean that's what these devices do as well. Uh, you know, we're we're our group is trying to like build as many of these as we can to uh, 
you know, make the world a better place. And it's, you know, we always say it's for humanity, it's for the greater good. And, uh, you know, there's people in our group that talk about their neighborhoods changing, uh, going from, you know, people not interacting with each other or violence and things like that to being a more peaceful place, which, um, you know, when it comes down to quantum mechanics and stuff like that, if you're if you raise your vibration to a higher level, it's like you can't even interact with lower vibrational people. So right. if you can like build a device that can raise people's vibrations, it will make the, the world more peaceful in a way. Um, yeah. So that's that's another use for it as well. Yeah. Sure. That's amazing. I feel like, I mean, I've never really seen one of those in person or too many of them on the internet, but yeah, I feel like this is like, yeah, I feel very honored to be able to see some of this because I think, you know, like, I've, I've been hearing more about this type up and, and showing up all over the world and, and straight up, like, I think we're looking at the future here. Like, there are, in my mind, in my imagination, you know, I, I can almost remember futures in which these concepts, these types of energies are, are something quite common and theoretically almost on like, you know, every other street corner or something within cities. And I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Um, had, go ahead, Sean, yeah. I've had dreams like that. I had, can I, can I tell you guys this dream I had once? Go for it, yeah. So uh, there was a, basically I was, so I was like some kind of pharaoh or something in Egypt, and it felt like, um, it felt like the past, but a futuristic past, right? And uh, so the kind of, the scope of the dream was kind of small. I was just with my family mainly, um, but there was like, I mean, the kind of theme, like I felt, I felt like I was a pharaoh or something. And at one point, this dude, like, some somebody came to, like, attack us in, like, his flying ship or whatever. And so... Did Sean freeze? Uh, whatchamacallit. It, it was built kind of, it was just chrome and just, like, this kind of just chrome saucer. And uh, so basically, when this guy came to attack us, like, I flew my ship into his... And like shrunk it, it like I was in it, and it just like shrunk into his. I kind of just like went past him and just like cut his throat and killed him. That's a really bad way to meet you guys. Telling you a rather violent dream. Most of them are like that. But well, yeah, it just it reminded me of that. Hmm. And then yeah. So like just kind of in reference to the technology and stuff. Yes, because he was he he was talking about remembering. I mean, you were talking about remembering a like a future where that kind of stuff is commonplace. Yeah, and that dream came to mind. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of remembering the future is a very interesting way to start talking about things. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that's uh, I see what you're saying, Sean. Definitely. So, and we can always um, dreams. We're definitely going to be able to talk about more within the hangouts and stuff. Michelle, is there a spider hanging in front of your webcam? What was that? Did you see that? You, why, you want to rescue it? <laughs> what do you mean? It's a peacock feather. Is that what that was? Okay, I'm sorry. I mean... It's only a spider, like, hanging down in front of your screen and couldn't figure out what's going on. Those are my colors. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Indigo, actually. <laughs> typing in the chat to say hi to Indigo. What up? 
What's up? Yeah, hey, What's up? We got we got a few more What's people up? here. Yeah, like mad people all of a sudden. So this is usually how the hangouts work, where um, you know it only once we get live the ball gets rolling and stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll go through some more introductions, um, and uh, I was gonna just pass it back off to Austin to add any final notes as well. But uh, just giving a shout out to everyone who's here. So uh, we got myself here, Brendan, and Austin who was talking about the free energy, and then from there we have Michelle, and also Indigo Jack who was here last week. Shout out to Indigo Jack, Kaya who was in the dream class recently, and also Kevin, who doesn't have his mic working just yet, but he's there in spirit, and Kevin, if you want to just communicate through the chat, we'll relay stuff as well, we'll read what you say in the chat, and uh, we also have Ryan, who's actually a new player to join the game, and uh, Ryan and I actually just connected like on Facebook like hours ago, he found me or whatever, and I invited him to the hangout, and now he's here, and, and you're in, are you, are you in London, or are you just in England? I yeah. Mean, well, I'm an hour away from the center of London. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool. funny. I was just looking for people. I never normally reach out on Facebook, like ever. But it's just something <laughs> I decided to do today. And it's not a coincidence. It's synchronicity. You're talking about dreams, and recently I've started dabbling with dreams manifestation. So, and then here I am. I never normally even like I never normally come on to random hangout. <laughs> this is a first for me. <laughs> I normally am the one organizing them. Right. Really cool. right on, man. Well, I, I, I'm sure you'll fit right in here. And uh, yeah, like I'm in London, Canada, so from London to London. So uh, thanks for thanks for being here, man. So cool. And we'll definitely, um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of again, we're gonna do a bit of a introduction and stuff. So we'll uh, definitely get more into what it is that you've been doing and what you've been working on as well. I'd love to hear more about it. So thanks again, man. And uh, just going around the circle, mentioning who's here, we also have Sean and uh, there's two. There's two Shans, I believe, unless one's like a clone of the other one. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it does happen. Oh though. no, yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm uh, I'm, it's not the video isn't coming through properly on my yeah, phone, yeah. so I'm videoing on my phone and watching it on the on the screen. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So Sean, welcome as well. So cool. Okay, Thank guys. You. So, um, again, just as a little bit of a refresher, uh, we'll, we'll do a slight, uh, we'll, we'll keep them relatively short. I know Michelle's got a head out at 11, so we'll uh, let her do a quick one next. Um, again, I'm just going to pass it back to Austin. But, again, you know, just reminding us, the reason for creating this space is related to the intentions of the Paradigm Shift Central project, which is literally to build a global team of shifters. And, again, shifters are people who are intentionally helping assist with the shift in consciousness. So, you can almost sort of think of this as like, in my in my mind, like it, it's very par there's a lot of parallels between this and stuff like the Justice League and the Avengers and Jedi, and we're like literally building a team. You know, we're literally building a team who who have come to Earth with the intention to be able to help shift consciousness, and and that's what we're talking about here. And the reason for these hangouts are to inspire each other, to inspire people who are listening to this, and also encouraging you guys uh, to be leaders within your own communities, to be able to help create events, to be able to help build paradigm shift communities where you are. And again, the paradigm shift communities uh, at their core concept are about having open-minded discussion and meditation circles. So there's over 50 paradigm shift communities across the world, and that number's continuing to grow. And and that's part of the idea here is like we kind of work together under a banner, under a flag of the Paradigm Shift Central project, and through there we kind of share in the collective success and it adds to the collective momentum. And for people who jump onto the project, 
they can get really inspired by the idea of seeing that there's an entire team for them to be a part of. And that's what we want to help with, is help people to continue to interact and, and shift paradigms in their physical communities as well as online. And, and in addition, we're also conscious media creators, so creating conscious media and creating articles and quest journals, and we'll tell you more about that as we continue to get into the project. And for anybody who is maybe listening to this on the broadcast live, feel free to explore the main website at paradigmshiftcentral.com, and also feel free to jump in the live chat as well. So we'll say aloha to the live chat. And if you guys have any comments or questions, please feel free to add your voice through there as well. So, um, again, we're just going to continue to do some introductions. I'll just pass it back to Austin. And uh, Austin, was there anything else that you just wanted to share um, related to stuff you're working on or any links? Uh, I know you mentioned you have a YouTube and stuff. So uh, for yourself and anybody here, again, this is a place for us to plug what it is we're working on and for us to build our individual networks and as the water rises, so does every ship. So, yeah, Austin, go ahead and let us know of anything else you want to share. Yeah, you read my mind. Um, I did want to mention the, my YouTube channel. It's uh, Pi, uh, like, you know, P-I, uh, Pi Tech Team Q144. Uh, that's a YouTube channel I run, but it's just recordings from, uh, you know, the group of people that are working on these, that have designed these, that, uh, that build them. And uh, in, in the... In the description of every video. Uh, there's step-by-step -step directions on there of how to build these, and I encourage you all to try it out. It's, it's, you can do it with most of, like, most of you probably have these supplies already. It's, you know, I just said it's just ashes and certain different kinds of metal. And um, there's step-by-step -step tutorial videos on there on how to make them. Uh, in each in the description of every video, there's a, uh, a link to the Zoom chat room, which is free to everybody, for everybody to use, and there's people on there every day, every night building these. Uh, that can help you out uh, if you need help. And uh, there's also links to the blueprints for these, which I could I could share my screen and show you guys the blueprints if you would like to get a screenshot of those as well. Um, yeah, I just I encourage all of you to, to check it out, you know, at the very least, and, and hopefully build them because uh, I really believe that this is a, you know, a way that we could help change the world to make a better place. Uh, if you have any more questions, and also I want to say, Ryan, I've, I've watched a lot of your, your videos on like astral projection stuff, so it's pretty cool seeing you here. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if anyone was going to catch up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, that, um, that's a Can you say the YouTube again, or can you post a link in the comment? You said Pi Tech Team. One, yeah, I got it. Pi Tech Team 144, right? Yeah. I just tried the URL for that, but maybe I typed it wrong, so... Uh, I can post it here, and also it's on my um, profile on your Paradigm Shift website. I put it in okay. as well. Okay, cool. But, yeah, because yeah, for the people listening, any links that you hear people mentioning, such as YouTube, you can check the show notes for that the day after the broadcast to find those, but we'll also post them in the team live chat through the main website. So, Austin, yeah, feel free to post that and any other links as well. So, cool. Um, <clears throat> was, there any, was there anything else? No, it's just... Uh, uh, Oh. Where's the where's the um, the post show notes? Is that on Facebook? It will be on the main website under the link for the episode. Okay. So for the May fifth of this problem, I usually add those just like after the show. So once we sort of gather the notes, but okay, so. Oh, I'm to the YouTube now. Oh, okay, that's why. I was typing in the URL, and it's not like a URL of Pi Tech Team, but that is the name of the channel. So, wow, this stuff looks freaking 
intense. Awesome. <laughs> this looks awesome. Cool. So, yeah, and again, you know, like, through this project, we want to be able to help share all sorts of conscious media. So in addition to the stuff that you got here, Austin, and with your permission, I'd, I'd be more than happy to help relay this onto more people in the community as well. So it looks great. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so Austin, thanks again, man. Really, really, really appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge and your experience and your awesome Greckle healing abilities. So. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Cool, man. Okay, so uh, again, we'll, we'll pass it around and um, just keeping in mind that we'll uh, get as many people in knowing that this is a full hangout today. We'll keep it concise. Less words, more meaning would be the basic theme that we'll work with. But uh, passing it off to Michelle because I know she has to leave soon. Uh, Michelle, what's your favorite color? Indigo Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Indigo Jack. <laughs> well, I should say, it's not just your favorite color. It's a color you feel reflects you or... No, and I love indigo. indigo. It's the same. The same that you guys were talking. Where we're talking about blue. I'm wearing blue skirt. I was gonna wear red, but um, I, red's a very powerful color for me. Um, for like the ancient pieces itself, there is the polarities between red and purple as like the crown and the root. I think they have a lot of power. Both of those colors. Um, and but no, if there was a color that would be, it would be the iridescent between the blue and the purple and the black. I feel. I've always felt that. It's like the color of space, mm. you know? That's like, yeah, the void, they say. But mm. not the not, because I'm infinite everything, so it's like space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not infinite this and that. You're infinite freaking everything. Everything, <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. And uh, Michelle, what have, uh, I, was, I was just going to ask you what you've been maybe up to within the last week, any new things that you're working on, and also congratulations on your most recent article, Quest Journal, that you posted up, Hold On To Yourself, and that was the one we were talking about last week, so that got online, and it's great to see that that is making some ripples there as well, so. Oh, the ripples. That makes ripples. me the most happy. Yeah, that's like <laughs> the grandest thing. That I think that by any conscious creator person, all we want is to have the work shared. Um, there's something that's so like meaningful from the people. Like one person was just like, wow, this is really enjoyable to read. This is like, you know, or it moved me. Or my favorite was the comments that I get right afterwards, which are all about like, this is exactly what I've been thinking about too. Which mm -hmm. this particular time really resonated with me in a different way where I was like, it kind of like floored me where I was like, damn, like, not only are we all connected, like, okay, the Avengers or the Rainbow Warrior Tribe, as I call them in the videos, like, we're not like, like, I, I don't know, we've been doing this for years, right? And so we talk about like, hey, we're all in the same waves, but like, it really does repeatedly not surprise me, but like, awaken me to like the con like we're all going through the same things at the same time like on a psyche level like we're all unraveling this you know cycle what I'm what? I say that it excites yes. you a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I guess that that would be a good way to say it. It excites me. It's remarkable actually. Like every time I um recognize it, I'm like I'm like Yeah. And it never wears out. Yeah. Mm. yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, I'm, con yeah, that's like the great spirit mystery, right, it's like, you're like, I should, I'm psychic, I should, this is, should not be surprising anymore, and you're like, God, the universe is like never ending and can surprise me constantly no matter what, um, I love that about it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really beautiful thing for us as creators to be able to acknowledge, especially when there's moments where, you know, maybe like, 
we're like holding back on releasing something online or maybe it's just taken a while, but then you're right, we do it. And then it, lo and behold, there's that person there and they're just like, this is like the perfect thing for me at this moment or this is exactly what I needed to hear at this moment, right? And and you're just like, wow, you know, like I, I couldn't have planned that if I tried. Like, or maybe if I posted it a week ago, that person wouldn't have resonated with it. So it's just... Reflecting back on this beautiful tapestry that we're all sort of weaved through, and and sometimes we don't realize how much we are until after the events happen. But when we have the foresight going into that of, of you know, like okay, I'm going to create this video knowing that like little Joey in Bumsville, Idaho, is going to see this, <laughs> and, and it's going to be perfect for them, right? So, yeah, really just doing it for for the bigger the bigger picture and everything. So. And just for what we were saying, because we were saying this pre-broadcast, we were talking about, um, I listened to a Ram Dass. Ram Dass has been strong in my vibration this week, um, who is one of my first teachers, and I have definitely, like, moved away and experienced, like, intergalactic consciousness, because he mostly speaks about Hinduism and spirituality, and he talked about karma yoga, and karma yoga is the sincere act of doing the act because you feel that it's in your alignment to do it and not being attached to any kind of action or outcome, um, which is hard because the videos that I think I want to um, release for the new moon over the weekend are going to be about letting go of control, which is all about, like, when you're trying to control the outcome of things. Um, so yeah, so as we are creating these things, you yes and no want to say like, oh, this is going to have an effect on somebody because it might dilute or take away from what your original integrity of the thing is. It's like almost the authentic expression of who you are in that moment. If you just stay true to that, then you resonate no matter what yeah. with the other people because we're all connected. Um, well, you want you want to balance, right? You want to balance yeah, like. Always. Out there that says like, this needs to accomplish this specific thing that I wanted to, right. but you also even at the same time as that you still have to have faith and in the universe as an intelligent thing that you know you're co-creating. Like I like to think of it, we're not the only creators of our reality. We co-create. I'm sure you guys, yeah, you guys may talk about that too. So. Completely, we co-create, and the more, and I just want to like bring this to the table, and it's a very light bringing to the table because I can feel even my guides like pulling me back a little bit for saying this is that we um we have hands off a little bit. The more hands off we have, the more um they can create for us. So it's almost yeah. like yeah. So that's like where I'm stepping into um, right now is like agree as well. Right on. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, I, I feel there's a lot more to talk about that, and I think it's something we can definitely go back to within the broadcast. Like, just... Yeah, keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, metaphysical perspectives on being creators and, and just kind of, like, understanding what it is we're doing, why we're doing it, asking our deeper intentions, what we're learning from it. And, and, and that's the idea, you know, all of us here are creators, so I think that's the really exciting thing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Michelle, was, was there anything else you wanted to add? And uh, if you want to just mention your links, and again, I'll include those in the show notes as well. Michelle Infinity, Infinite Everything on Facebook. My website is infiniteeverything.net, and you can read my blog there, or you can go to the Michelle Infinity, Infinite Everything, and you can read the article I posted it as a note. Um, and it's on, it's called Whole Into Myself, Whole Unto Myself, and it's about um, what I feel we are 
growing towards, which is love without attachments and just really allowing ourselves to be um, souls in unification with other souls and just like, you'll, you'll read the article, but it's more about like um, the Aquarian age and, and how we're moving towards love in a new paradigm of, of interacting with each other from wholeness and allowing other people to be whole and then just kind of dance with them. And then it trusting the universe and that love comes from everything. Awesome, so. awesome, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool, awesome. And again, reminder for people, they can find Michelle's article and all sorts of awesome content being created within the community through the main website and just look under the quest journals and hold on to yourself is where you'll find Michelle's article as well. So cool. Thanks again, Michelle. And uh, let us oh. know if you're leaving out soon and you can... I will. I'll coo. I'll coo. You'll coo. Yeah. Like a yeah. grackle or a dove. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Doves, oh, 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 can I say that real quick? Doves, sure. I don't know if anybody else, dove totem, like all of a sudden out of nowhere has been everywhere for me. So. Dove totem, interesting. Dove, yeah. Interesting, cool. I'm cool. sure someone listening to this is going to say me too, because that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Michelle. Really appreciate you being here and uh, helping co create this space. Gratitude, thank you. Awesome. Okay, so uh, like I said, we, we almost got a full room of, of people in here tonight. Um, I, I actually want to just be able to pass the uh, talking stick around to Ryan next, if you would like to go. Uh, also, just because I know time-wise, it's probably almost like 3 a.m. for him there, give or take. But uh, give or take. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Ryan. Um, again, being new to the Hangouts, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for for being here. And uh, Austin was saying that he's actually already he recognizes you from your YouTube videos. And and to be honest, I'm I'm I must have not seen your yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out, man. But feel free to tell us more about that. So again, you can tell us your name, where you are, and uh, in this introduction we're talking about a color that we feel represents us and what you're doing to help shift consciousness. So go ahead, man. This represents me. Gray, black, and red. Red because it ties to my childhood. I was crazy about red, mainly because it reflected my personality and my emotions at the time. And because I was a big fan of the Red Power Ranger. And then gray because I started to go more into the, the black presence of things. And that was because I started to project it. And you see, the thing is about beings who astral project, you, you, you all know we're comprised by light, right? Well, the thing is with light, the same thing with a black hole. When you absorb a lot of light in the astrals, you become black. Because you actually become really dense. You become a denser version of all the rays of light in the spectrum. A lot of people are freaking out with some shadow beings, but I don't think all shadow beings are entities. I only say that because I've walked around a few times on pitch black in the black room and you can see in my outline. So black's becoming my favorite and I've, always, I've also found out that when I wear the color black, my personality doesn't shift to old states of being like at all. Black for me kind of shifts me into a, a headspace where I'm incredibly clear, you know, not so detached from everyone that I'm just alienated, but I'm more focused. You know, because everyone, when they wear certain colors, it, it changes them. It makes them become either someone that they want to be or someone who they've been in the past. You know, and it really does shift the headspace of people. So That's fascinating. Really, what I've been doing is I've moved out from astrals 
to 3D. I learned how to manifest and manipulate reality from the astral realm. And then as I was coming from the astral realm, I completely, well, I'm going to say master because I, I can't, I haven't, like, there's nothing else I've figured out with my dreams anymore. I've gone to a point where it's con gone out of dreams and it's now gone into this reality. And that's where I've ended up manifesting in this reality and changing things in my reality. So that's where I'm at, at the moment and I'm just playing with this form, you know, <laughs> these sequence of events and people showing up and spinning out. And that's pretty much me so far. I haven't really done much else but that, just learning how to do that. Making new new videos, like you said, Austin. Yeah, I, I am on, on YouTube. Been on there for a while. I was actually editing a video before I came onto this chat because I'm up real late, like till six, sometimes seven in the morning doing stuff. And then I'll go to sleep. I'll be completely lucid. Figure some things out, wake up like four hours later, and I'll just start doing what feels natural, what feels right, you know, acting on your first thought, and then things just appear, I found. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people call it intuition, but I think people nowadays are kind of split psychologically. That inner voice inside of you, when you're a kid, you're all one voice, but then people told you to ignore yeah. what's right, and then you split. And then you call that later on in life your intuition. But when you integrate that part of yourself, your first thought is that thought that is your intuition. It's just you. It's just how you are. And then all of a sudden your actions begin to align up with your, your life purpose. You'll begin to do things, speak to people, behave certain ways, attract certain circumstances and a certain series of events. And then all of a sudden you've got everything you need. The people around you are the people you've always wanted to be around. You're making money, but you're not really thinking about money. It's just showing up, you know. And everyone's wondering why is that their life is just in chaos. It's because they're too separate from themselves. They're not inside the body. They're thinking up here. You know, they're all fractured. I call it a fractured consciousness. So. So you want to turn what we call second nature into first nature. Right. I want everyone to go back to normal, and I want them to clean up their their distractions, what they think reality is, what they've been taught, because that's what stops people from seeing the truth. When, they, when you're a kid, you're born perfect, and then you learn all of this nonsense, and it just screws you up completely, you know? So there is a way to get back to how you was when you were first born. There is a way of doing that. When you do that, I'm having. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. When when you do that, everything becomes possible again. Nothing's a problem. No. That's just how it is. So I'm having a bit of a problem ahead, with Sean, yeah. uh, the kid. I'm sorry. The, the the lag is really bad over here. Um, I'm having a bit of a problem with the kid. I'm tutoring because, um, I have to tutor him according to a. Uh, you know, a set course. It's an online school course, it's an academy, and because of the goals of his parents, which is to get done as quickly as possible so they can take their trip to France, um, I have to focus on speed. I can't let this kid, like, spend too long uh, researching stuff and getting creative, and it really sucks because not only do I feel like I'm kind of compromising myself in a way, but 
um, it causes a lot of tension between us. So you, that's why you were, uh, you were saying something about the, uh, about how we're born perfect and we learn all this nonsense. So I'm really trying to not perpetuate filling his brain with nonsense while, you know, at the same time doing what I'm getting paid to do. Right. Right. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure if he, if he just went with this, like, what he's excited to do, because is he distracted? Is he listening to everything you're saying, or is he doing other things? No, that's the thing. He, uh, he's had like he's had problems with all his tutors. So to top it off, he's extremely like super arrogant. Like I can't like toss it. I can't toss opinions around because he starts like freaking out about his own opinion. And so I really like I understand him very well because I was similar, not quite as not quite as attached to to it. But I was similar when I was younger, so. Have you told him that? Huh? Have you told him that? Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's he's extremely strong-willed and stuff, which I know is a good thing. But so, basically, he goes really slow if he just does what he wants to do. He goes really slow. Um, he doesn't follow the instructions and blah blah blah. And it's like I said, you know, I I see some of the instructions. I'm just like I don't want to make him follow that. Like I want to, I want to let him do his thing. But I, you know, it's it's my job, and his parents uh, will have none of that. You know what I mean? So I just, you know, I sneak in the things that I can. He was learning about Gandhi today, and I was, uh, and I just like, I got, like I paused the thing he was listening to and like echoed what what Gandhi said about uh, changing yourself before you change others. And anytime I do something like that, I, I try to keep it to a minimum, but anytime I do something like that, he's just like, you know, he doesn't want to listen. Uh, he just, like, tries to play it again as quickly as possible. I'm just like, I don't care, dude. You're going to be thankful eventually. And I'm like, the thing that pisses me off is I'm so nice to him. Like, I'm super right. kind, like, super calm. I mean, you know, it's gotten pretty angry sometimes, but at those points I usually just leave the room or tell his parents that he's just going off. But <laughs> it's... Uh, Maybe you shouldn't be a lot, nice to him. But I mean, I know it sounds a bit bad, but maybe uh, you shouldn't be nice to him. Because we're reflectors. We reflect what people are pushing towards us. Right. If he's throwing crap at you, spit it back out. You know, you can, oh, exactly. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've started... Aggressive, you know. Yeah, I've started And tell him straight. And then you relate to him, and then it'll make him feel like he's like you. Because when I had a college tutors in yeah. college, I loved college... They treated us like we treated our friends, you know. So I'd walk in sometimes and see my friend fighting the teacher, and everyone passed the class, like everyone. And it's because we treated each other like we were, you know, in the same boat. So maybe you should try not to be nice, because if you don't want to be nice, it's just going to cause like mayhem in that situation. But at the same time, don't deliberately be, a, you know, <laughs> a yeah. bit too much. No, I feel like that's that's what I've been doing lately. Um, yeah, like first, you know, I started off trying to be kind of extra nice and stuff, but now I just like if I hear him about to go off on one of his tirades, I just like shut him up, and I'm like, do this, and like if I if there's something that I really want to tell him that I know is important, I tell him to his face, dude. Today I was like so intense with him. Sometimes I just like stared into his eyes and I told him something he needed to know. <laughs> That's, that may, that might be and it's an great issue. because 
if he's not yeah. excited about what it is that you're teaching, he won't learn it. It won't absorb into his brain. You need to get him excited about it. You need to give him a reason to want to change himself. You know, yeah. use examples with other people. See other people in his life that aren't going anywhere, and then make like an indirect statement. Be like, well, I'm glad I didn't turn out like that. <laughs> and then he'll be like, I don't want to turn out like that. <laughs> You know, and be like, well, he, this, I, I, I learned self-discovery. I learned uh, the personal development and all this stuff. Then kind of veer off to Gandhi and how he did things to change other people. But then he'll be excited about it. And then he'll be more willing to learn. Yeah, I think the main issue with that, I do it often, but he's extremely cynical. He's that weird kind of uh, paradoxical atheist that religiously believes in science. So I continually point out to him that science just explains reality. Like, it, you're just explaining how it works. It doesn't mean that nothing created it. It doesn't mean that there's meaning. You know, he's constantly making all these nihilistic comments, and I always tell him, I'm like, dude, that's so nihilistic. Like, why are you saying that? And he's like, I'm not nihilistic. <laughs> like, that's nihilism. Uh, I'll say this one thing that we can change, because I know we've been speaking for a while. What you yeah, get right. him to... This is a cool trick. Ask him questions, and then it makes him come up with his own beliefs. And if he's being nihilistic, be like, okay, why do you think this? And then he'll sit there and think about it, and when he's thinking about it, he's unraveling what he thinks he knows, and he's changing his belief systems towards you know, that scientific approach. And he'll come up with his own answers, which will change his opinion on what it is that you're thinking. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking. I was thinking something similar, actually. Yeah, like that's that's a good way, and it definitely like ask him what he thinks about some of the harder questions and stuff like that, and you know, even use references and just and you know, be like, be like, well, like, have you ever looked into lucid dreaming before or anything like that? And and I honestly, lucid dreaming is a very great gateway for people to start getting into some of the more medical, metaphysical aspects of reality because everybody dreams, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would just... I, I think what Ryan said was good, though, but, yeah. It's an interesting scenario because, I mean, to me, it goes back to the challenge that any of us are facing in terms of how do we deliver information? How do we be ambassadors of information? And, and, and what Especially is... Our... Yeah, and, and like, what is our duty, right? You know, like, our, our we can't, you know, you can point a horse to water, but it has to drink it for itself kind of thing. So, I mean, uh, I think part of the goal is, all like, uh, like radical non-worriness, like, radical, like, patience and stuff like that. Because you can totally see what you're going through as an excellent training opportunity to see how much you can, like, remain chill and everything and and not be like personally bothered by it as well because <laughs> I mean obviously he's teaching you at the same time right so uh-huh. yeah of course the amount of words that would have to no, it's just yeah it's a it's a pretty vast experience and I'm I'm appreciating it in a lot of different ways for sure so, yeah but that's that's great uh, sure. towards towards that. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting mirror. I mean, yeah, like, I think it'd be interesting for any of us to be, like, put in a room with a nihilistic atheist who was, like, super stubborn and see how any of us would handle it, right? Like Seven hours a day, six days a week. Yeah. yeah. Well, if kudos, kudos, man. If uh, I can interject a little bit on this. Sure, Jack, go ahead, and then we'll let Ryan finish up and go through instructions. But Jack, go ahead, yeah. 
Yeah, sure, no problem. Like, if you look at this more from the masculine-feminine energies and try to understand it from that level, it, when you're purely logical on the atheist perspective, it's not, It's like you're almost disconnecting yourself from that feminine side. So, like, when he was saying bring up things to get him to kind of explain himself, that's getting more like you're pulling his energy. You're getting him to project a little bit more of his masculine energy so then you can kind of get him freer flowing with being comfortable with sharing his energy where you're not, he's not feeling as much like he's, or you're blocking his energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To keep it kind of yeah. in a circle. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I had to say about that. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Even <laughs> cool, cool. with the mind of the people, if it's, uh, it it can be what someone said to me the other day they just want to help people like more and more and they want to help people who don't want their help you know getting back to trying to help somebody who thinks that they don't need it leading by example you know at the end of the day everyone wants what you've got especially if you're happy all the time and then they're going to be open to receiving whatever you've got to offer really <laughs> yeah, I should try to motivate him with like this is how I learned to be happy. He's he's pretty unhappy. Oh, like his yeah, life no is mainly spent like, watching YouTube videos. He like you know, all the you know besides he's he barely he doesn't have friends, doesn't go outside. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, people hate happy people. They leave a like. <laughs> They leave a, they'll either see them and be like, okay, I want to know what he's got, and they'll ask questions, or they'll try to beat that happy person down to their level just because yeah. they're jealous. Well, yeah, and that's, that's really what's happening a lot with him. The um, thing is, he, he just, when he gets mad, he starts insulting, like, a lot. And the worst thing is when he starts being, like, uh, you know, just, like, basically projecting his whole insulting demeanor onto me and it's just like dude you better fucking stop that because I have been nearly nothing but you know I've been I've been fair with you at least I've been firm and I've been fair and I haven't insulted you so so Sean like uh, I hate to interject here but it's like whenever you have somebody that's disconnected from source it's blocking their crown chakra and when their crown chakra is blocked, they're basically only be, being able to understand through their logical mind. They don't have that feminine, deep connection all the way through. So if you can keep that in mind, don't use it as a source of judgment, but use it as a source of understanding to help him unblock his crown chakra. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. Actually, I'm going to write that down. And um, I'm, I'm guided to just say that compassion works, and I'm not, like, a champion of, of this, but I've been being, um, I've been, I've been walking it more in my own life where I have been guided to not be judgmental, but to see the oneness between me and the other person, even if they're articulating um, a totally different reality than mine because the fact that we all right. exist so on the planet together. And just in that existence and that vibration, I can have compassion for whatever 
as Ram Das would say, their predicament is or whatever their incarnation is. So if this person, like my father, our parents, you know, have like different, they live in different realities than we do. And it's our job as conscious, light-working, rainbow warrior individuals to to bring them into our hearts by just like allowing them to be who they are and creating our own vibration. I think more our job and what I've learned on my spiritual path is my job is not changing their minds, but my job is maintaining my loveness in the presence of people who don't understand. I think one of the hardest and most difficult things, especially after my trip from Guatemala coming back into America, is the psychic energy I have um, as an empath absorbing the collective and how do I maintain this um, almost stellar consciousness vibration of love in the face of all of these vibrations that are not of that nature. Um, I think that really is our, our job. That's where the Jedi training comes in more than how are we going to defeat this other way because that doesn't seem to work. Exactly. So, Which is you. why I'm really trying like, to be as nice as possible while still being firm. It's a difficult balance to maintain, but right. for that exact reason, Beautiful. I understand immense importance, so I empathize awesome. with him all the Yeah, and that's a good, good contrast because you're right with what Ryan said at the beginning and then what I, thank you, I'm glad I was called to share that. That's perfect. So we do, we have to balance between those two polarities is, uh, you know, maintaining our boundaries and opening to love, right? That's the day. Yeah. Okay, but enough about my work. Well, that's good for everybody teaching. Yeah. Yeah, again, you know, like, I, I think there is a lot more to talk about that on a team because, you know, what Sean's talking about, the relationship between him and the fellow who he's helping tutor and stuff, like, that type of um, response to the world around us is actually, like, a very common thing. It's, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that, we can't just turn our back from. We can't just run away from. Like it's it's uh, you know a lot of times light workers uh, kind of get into this idea, and I see posts about this, and it actually kind of bugs me sometimes. Where they're just like you know like they're like I like cut all toxic people out of my life, or the best way to deal with toxic people is to just ignore them and stuff like that. But I'm just like you know what like yeah. that works for some situations, but in other situations like we need to be the role of the space holder, the role of the healer, and the role of the alchemist, like to be able to help assist those people instead of just saying like oh well they're a dick and they're gonna be a dick and screw them and you know like I'm too good for them and stuff like that. It's just like no like let's be courageous enough to like go into the darker space while still being reasonable and, you know, using judgment and, and what's healthy for us and everything like that. But but again, you know, like, I I guarantee you, like, what what the, the guy who you're talking about, what he's experiencing is multiplied ten times, you know, times in, like, a thousand million, however many kids there are across the world right now who are probably just as apathetic. And, and like, that's what it really, for me, goes back to is apathy. Um, apathy, I feel, is, like, the root cause for a lot of this. And, of course, you know, there's other stuff that I imagine can be happening uh, in, in his personal life that, you know... You, and, again, this is why you just don't want to hold judgment and stuff like that because everyone, everyone is carrying, like, a heavy burden. So, so be, you know, be, like, m be compassionate towards them and yourself and everything. So, yeah, it's just uh, as... You know, people who are here to shift consciousness, we need to think about how are we going to be able to in incorporate and interact and live alongside people who may just be, 
you know, I don't even want to put a word to it and stuff, because essentially they're still people, they're us, right? It shouldn't be us versus them. Like, it's still, it literally is us. And so how do we just, how do, how do we... How do we learn from that? How do we grow from that? How do, how can they help us become better teachers? And better how do we accept leaders? that they're a different side of us without identifying with that side of ourselves, which we've already transcended? You know, because yeah, we're all one, but we are individuals. We're not separate, but we're individual. It's um, it's totally the transcended thing. It's like third chakra to fourth chakra. I'm noticing. And even myself as I grow is like I'm getting rid of this third chakra stuff going more into the fourth chakra. So some people aren't in that fourth chakra, you know, like they don't even have a grasp of like how to do it. Um, and so we have to like overactivate our fourth chakra like in honor of them <laughs> in their presence. Right. Yeah, and, and this is what I say to people. Like, think about if you're talking to a little child, like a little baby or somebody that's young. You're not going to go into calculus, and you're not going to go into all these really high-level things. It's just something normal that you don't even think about. But when we're dealing with somebody else that's on a different level, it's like we go into this thing where we start thinking too much. It's like just let your heart guide you, you know, like – Feel where they're at, and if you're if you surpass that level, it's not about judgment. Saying, "Oh, I'm better. I've, I've surpassed this level. You need to get here." It's it's just about saying, "Okay, how did I get to this level? How did I go through this?" And then have compassion. And like sometimes people don't need to know. Just like babies don't need to know calculus. So you just let yeah. it exist and be cool with it. You know. Yeah. Cool. I love yourself. Just be cool, baby. Go. That's cool. Okay, well, um, yeah, you know what, like, the, there's stuff there, I like, I could see this conversation even being inspiration for, like, a future article that we can work on together as a team or just somewhere down the road, but there's more to that. Um, <clears throat> so I was going to say, you know, th thanks to Sean for bringing that up, and thanks to Ryan for initially responding to that and everyone else. Uh, I do want to pass out the talking stick back to Ryan. Um, Ryan, again, you know, I, I would love to hear a little bit more uh, about some of the work that you're doing, just give you a chance to share with the audience. Um, again, you mentioned you got your stuff on YouTube, and it, definitely you've been keeping busy on YouTube, and a lot of your stuff is related to lucid dreaming, metaphysics, just expanding consciousness, self-empowerment. But, yeah, tell us uh, a little bit more about what it is that you, you do to help shift consciousness. By all means, plug away. I do the help shift consciousness. <laughs> changed. It's changed quite a bit recently. I surrounded myself. Um, what year are we in? 16th. What month are we in? My, okay. Late last year, I surrounded myself with people that were. I'm going to say they were new to spirituality. Because I could feel empathically, I could feel where they were at. You know, I didn't say anything. I walked in, and it was just for me to vibe the place, you know? And that's what I like doing nowadays, vibing the place. And I walked in, and the entire time the teachers were telling us to do things, and I was just constantly realizing, you know, I used to be at that stage, I know where they're going wrong, but I don't want to tell them, because they're doing such a good job of what they're doing, and I don't know how they're going to respond. And I'm, I'm, I showed up as a student, so I'm just gonna, just gonna play that role for a while. Then I noticed something pretty profound. I started having all these epiphanies, like really fast, one after the other, about certain truths and knowings. 
and my frequency shifted to a certain mindset or a headspace I was in when I broke through. If many of you have done DMT, dimethyltryptamine, or you've achieved the state through meditation, however, you know, you may have gone there, but once you break through, you become that source consciousness, which is everyone and everything, and you're able to understand things on a certain level to the degree, like you were saying, you know, you're walking amongst people, you know where they're at, you're not judging them, you're not getting angry at them, you're just accepting them as they are, and their energies tend to flow through you rather than getting stuck. See, when their energy gets stuck, it's because you're judging it, and then you get angry, and you're wondering why your frequency is getting lowered. It's because your relationship to how they're acting is messed up. <laughs> you don't like the swear words they're saying because within your past, every time you use that word, it meant a certain thing. You know, so your relationship to the swear words is all backwards and twisted. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done with your relationship to everyone in society for you to be okay amongst society. And I was sat there, and I did this on a level of thought, which a lot of people there wasn't aware of, mainly because they were focusing on the energies of the physical body. And because there are many different levels of thinking that reality does in order to, you know, think as a whole. It's like when you go to sleep into a dream, you got all these other layers of your consciousness which allow you to operate within the dream. You're not aware of it inside of the dream at that present point of time, but it's happening. Reality is doing the same thing. And when you're able to sit outside the ego and plug into that part of yourself, you're able to ground a higher frequency of vibration into that surrounding area. And then people can pick up on it. So you end up anchoring light energy, a higher frequency of consciousness. And I felt it go in everyone, like a hive mind. And I just like just sat there with it. My eyes were open whilst I was meditating. That's how I meditate. And I knew the teacher thought it was a bit off. He's probably thinking that, you know, he's not doing what we're saying. But my eyes were slightly open and I felt everyone's energy begin to shift the entire hour and a half that I was there. So now what I'm doing to change people's consciousness on a whole is I'm just tuning into that larger part of all of us, and I'm literally just anchoring it. I'm not judging where people are at. I understand where they're at, and I'm not being condescending. I'm not trying to project my opinions. I, I just, that's not for me to do. You know, I, I want people to wake up to their own inner knowing, and that's where I get my excitement from, watching them wake up, you know, all their epiphanies. And... I just started walking around that way, and I haven't stopped since that. I call it. Uh, what did I call it? I call it something really cool. Oh, that's it. Becoming a fully realized being. When you realize your nice. purpose here and how your energy is affecting everyone around you, you've already done your life purpose, or you're on the path of your life purpose. You're you're attracting things like clockwork. It's fine, and now it's just time for you to. You know, you've woken up, you've become realized, and you just go on your way with your experience. And that's how I've been changing people nowadays. It's indirect. People don't know it's happening until either I'm gone or they wake up the next morning and think, wait a second, I feel kind of weird. I just spent a month in the Bahamas with a friend of mine, and he feels very strange spending a month with me. Everything was happening really quick with him. His manifestations, he, he started booking performances because he's a singer. He started going to nightclubs he's never been to in over a year. You know, and he's just able to think in a different mindset, and he didn't know why it was happening. But he very quickly connected the dots. And then I left. Oh, beautiful. And then since, since then, he's just been 
different, which is good. But yeah, that's, that's just what I do. Cool, man. Around that. <clears throat> Lots really like astral shamanic work. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing less. There's something similar I do sometimes. Like sometimes I'll walk in a doorway, and as I'm walking through the doorway, I'll like set up. I don't, I don't know because I don't really have a science to it. But just as I walk through the doorway, I walk through it with the consciousness that everyone who walks through this doorway experiences, you know, just like either a good thought or like a mm. connection to their spirits or like has a good memory or just gets their vibration raised or something. Kind of like just open the portal where I go, I guess. Yeah. I've heard something similar about that, kind of like setting like a, a gate that people kind of walk through. And people, I've heard people talk about like setting one of those up at like a festival and stuff. People are like, put it like little crystal grids on a main path and encode that crystal grid and then everyone who like walks through that on the way to the festival kind of gets like a blessing or at least like encoded with an extra thought sort of thing um, yeah it's interesting to you Ryan I, I was just going to say passing it back to you uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your uh, your YouTube channel and and yeah, what, you're, what you're doing through there they were asking for Indigo Jack but just to touch on what you just said real quick I was in the astral a couple of months ago and there were these beings outside of my house that would place these crystals on the windowsills of my house. And the people inside the house, the astral projectionists, whoever they were, they felt intimidated. They felt as if there was a heavy presence outside. But then I was like, don't worry about it, let's go. And I opened the sliding door, stepped out, and I saw these little dweeby, thin beings that were scared, running away. And they left these crystals that were projecting a frequency into the house that made them, like, you know, it was cloaking their presence because they wasn't strong enough as is. So they were using this crystal technology not for, you know, the benefit of people and raising their frequency, but to actually terrify them, which was mm. kind of funny. But, yeah, let me just find it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to head out now. Um, I just want to announce my okay. goodbye, and then I love you, everybody. And it was a really pleasure to learn things from those of you who I've learned things from and to exchange all good vibrations. So I bless you like a crystal <laughs> <laughs> on a walkway. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks as always, Michelle. Yeah. See you. We'll see Happy you. New Moon, everybody. It's really great to hear. So some intentions. What's, is it, did you say it's New Moon? Is it new, new Moon in Taurus tomorrow. Oh boy, alright. <laughs> See you later. Cool. Um, okay. post it in the group chat? I, I've actually already posted it into the Hangout chat, and I posted it in the live chat too, but, so yeah, that's that's actually okay, but, but yeah, I mean, um, a, a big part of the Paradigm Shift Central project is encouraging people to be conscious media creators. So it's really cool to see that you've actually been making videos for, for quite a while, and it looks like they've been doing well in terms of their reach, in terms of subscribers, and, and that's always part of the goal, uh, you know, is... is Again, there's there's a big difference between popularity and success, and it looks like you've had a lot of success with your channel so far. But yeah, I'd just love to hear a little bit more about, again, what you're doing through your YouTube channel, and, and just tell people the link for who are listening to the audio as well, and people can find the link in the show note too. Yeah. yeah I was wondering... Um, yeah. <laughs> or, um, I was just wondering, I know this... this particular one probably isn't the time for it, but uh, before I forget, I was just wondering if maybe sometime one of these we could, like, talk about, uh, I don't know, just, you know, kind of, like, 
the things because you know I've experienced kinds of attacks and stuff, and I have a lot of questions about it. And so I guess I kind of maybe sometimes want to be able to get some input on that in a you know in a in a. Sure, sure. No, I, thanks for bringing that up, Sean. I think that's. Yeah, we we can move back to that. We I mean we can even make some time to if you guys want to talk about that within this broadcast. But yeah, it, well, I kind of. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Is it something you're okay with saving for another time? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it is. It's not like a present threat. It's just okay. all kinds of stuff is happening. It was so great to talk to all you guys. I'm really glad I finally got into this. Um, I'm going to be making time for the for the the program. I know, I guess, learn about it and stuff. Um, I'm also really interested in doing media. So, yeah. Awesome. Guess we'll see. Cool. Right. cool. Well, if if you guys head out, just uh, you're heading out now. Then is that it, Sean? I think was that a yes? You're heading out now. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, no, definitely, Sean. Thanks again for 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 sting, for being here, and yeah, we'll keep in touch, for sure. Hey, cool. Sean. All right. Bye, y'all. All the best, man. Peace. Good night. Cool. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, just passing it back to Ryan. It looks like Austin actually left, so shout out to Austin as well. But yeah, go, go ahead, Ryan. The YouTube channel with the interpretation videos. I tend to use people's wonder to get them excited about experiencing something outside of the box or outside of the norm. You know, mundane, under five jobs, getting up every day at a certain time, getting on the bus, seeing the same people. It's, it's boring and it's not natural. We weren't designed to do the same thing every day. So when I write things or like on my blog or if I create a YouTube video, I'm expressing how you should feel <laughs> when you're normal, <laughs> when you're not doing what everyone else is doing. And I'm letting people know that, yeah, it is possible. You may not believe in astral projection, and that's fine, but you should never you know, discredit something you've never experienced before. It should always be like... I guess gasoline to a fire. Right? It, it, it starts curiosity. Someone's saying this happens. Huh? I'm not going to believe it straight away, but I'm not opposed to it neither. And then we start looking into it, and then they start looking into it. They stumble across the technique. They didn't do it. Now they're out. So now their experience is this is a determining factor. They believe in it now because they've just experienced leaving the body, speaking to entities, maybe deceased past loved ones probably flown around a few times, which is completely different to lucid dreaming. <laughs> Every time you astral project and fly in the astrals, it is different to when you fly in a lucid dream. Actually, you feel heavy sometimes. And sometimes space warps. Sometimes the space in front of you expands, and the space behind you shrinks, and then just like that, you're, you're, in, you're in space. You know, so you move around differently in the astrals. But I tend to use that excitement and that awe to, you know, get people to want to invest their time in self-development or at least discovering new, these, these parts of themselves. Because a lot of people, they prefer to spend their time watching something that's built to take their time away, such as TV. You know, stuff which, I'm not saying all TV is bad, but a lot of TV is nonsense. 
It's stuff which isn't real. It's a fake script, a story the director's written after observing the consciousness who are also behaving in the incorrect ways. This is why you get TV depicting certain you know, sex and I'm not saying sex is bad, but the way they depict it, you know, through the drinking alcohol and the... Uh, I even said like this the other day. When it comes to bullying, you'll see this in TV. Uh, on TV, you'll see the bully bullying the child and then everyone around the child laughs. And then people watch that and they think, okay, I want to feel that good too. So the next day at school, they start bullying someone, but something's different. They don't feel quite, you know, happy whilst they're picking on the child because a part of them knows that this isn't natural. You're not supposed to pick on people. You're not supposed to be on people. And TV has that strong arm. It has that influence when it comes to people. It tends to, you know, display a false reality. And then people will be like, okay, because everyone naturally wants to gravitate toward what feels good. So they'll see that, and then they'll be like, okay, I want to do that. Because subconsciously, that's how they're wired to chase what feels good. So TV's full of crap. <laughs> and... You know, not unless you're watching documentary channels or you're watching sci-fi. Some sci-fi channels and some fantasy flicks, there are some hidden truths inside those movies. You know, that's why The Matrix was so popular. Every time I watch that, I always come away with something new. But I'm trying to get people to be more invested in their potential rather than just setting their life away doing nothing. You know? Who wants to stay the same all the time? I got addicted to watching Dragon Ball Z because they always charge up and power up and become the next best version of themselves. You know, I want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to sit around doing nothing. So that's really the direction. It's, it's your potential, my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get them to discover or to at least be excited about their potential, what they could become. Because right now where people are at, they're not where they're supposed to be. Everyone's walking around like half-cocked, right? They're not fully powerful creative beings. They're these null, void, lifeless, walking dead type zombies who just follow everyone else, you know? But that's changing. People are waking up because they can't ignore their inner voice for long. They're becoming different. They're starting to notice things. They're not quite, you know, happy with how they used to decide things with in the past. Now, usually they wouldn't mind picking on someone, but now they're going to say, actually, no, I don't like doing this, and they, they'll become friends with that person instead. You know? So people are changing. There is a paradigm shift going on, and a lot of people are starting to is it slander or curse out new agers, and they're saying that it's all, all a bunch of nonsense. Now, I don't know where that information is coming from. I, I wasn't... I didn't consider myself a new ager until I started just speaking from truth. You know, and I guess technically it does make sense. There are different eras, and different eras do think differently. So this would technically, logically, be considered a new age of thinking, you know, a new shift in consciousness. And if they don't like that, then maybe it's because they don't want things to change. I don't see why. I mean, why wouldn't you want things to be better? <laughs> you sort of say, as is, they just... It's just terrible. It's, it's, it's why. <laughs> but then I guess it's probably because they enjoy life as it is already. You know, eating the foods they eat or acting the way they, they act. And they think that that's death to those activities if they change. But really, those activities just become better. It's, it's like you just correct everything. You make love instead of just 
mindlessly just going at it, you know. It's just things like that. And your potential. That's what the YouTube channel is called. And that's what I've been doing. I have not been afraid to go there, especially in my podcasts. They're more explicit. They're more geared towards adults. So I just tell it how it is, you know. And a lot of people don't mind, which is uh, pretty cool. <laughs> cool. And uh, do you want to tell people your website and channel address? Website is ryancropper.com www.ryancropper.com C-R-O-P-P-E-R and my channel address itself I have no idea so <laughs> Ryan J. Cropper so Ryan Cropper Ryan J. J. Cropper got your initial in there you J. Cropper on are you looking at it Samuel? yeah 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 so yeah, we'll post a link for those in the show notes as well. And yeah, like there's a lot of stuff here. Um, again, just for people who are interested, just giving you a heads up. There's like a, um, a lot of stuff about lucid dreaming and astral projection. Also, one video on how to decode numerology, uh, brain hacks, sensory deprivation experience, um, all sorts of like stories from within the south, within oh, within within the lucid dreaming experience. Um, something about salvia by the looks of it, how to see auras. So yeah, all sorts of good stuff here, man. And uh, yeah, like I'd, I'd love to be able to collaborate and to help share your stuff with a wider audience. And it's great to see that more people are, are just in like, again, you know, sort of like what, what would um, kind of when, when you started making videos and stuff like that, like what was your motivation? Well, I mean, I think you already answered that and everything, but I was just going to say like, yeah, like what, motivation was, what motivated you to do all this? Because I felt, uh, I guess, depressed in the sense that all of my creativity was excited about, I, I felt like I couldn't share it because I was going to be judged. And mm. then when I started seeing other people sharing it, I thought, you know, I'd love to feel like this person feels because he's having a blast. He's telling everyone what he's discovering, and he's happy. Why can't I be like that? So I picked yeah. up the camera, which was my phone at the time. It started. It was terrible. <laughs> I wish I would have kept it, but in my frustration, I deleted it. So I was not proud of that video, but I should have kept it. And I just decided making videos, and I dedicated to getting better every time. And I even went outside and started getting rid of my anxiety problems towards public speaking. I had to really go deep within my psyche and get rid of all the problems that stopped me from speaking to everyone. And I even went so far as to talking on television, talking in the middle of the London Centre, which is filled with people. And this is someone who wouldn't even make eye contact with someone in school before I picked up the camera. I wouldn't even say anything. <laughs> I'd like hit head down, barely speak, mumble my words, so no one could understand what I was saying and when when they said excuse me I was fearing that response because that means I have to repeat myself then everyone <laughs> would hear me right so I had to change the reasons that I thought you know, that, that would stop me from speaking everyone's gonna judge me a little bit they're more concerned about how they look or how you know how they speak rather than judging me so I just really needed to you know check my belief systems, get rid of them, realize that they came from an external source, which are other people around me. You know, they never originated from me, so why am I hanging on to them? I got rid of them, and then as I got rid of them, I enjoyed watching myself on camera, and then played it back. I like that part about myself. Why? Because I like that part about other people when I speak to them. So I thought, well, I'm going to do that, 
because I know maybe other people also look for that in other people, right? You look with your friends, you like your friends because of how they speak. So I'm just going to increase the parts that I like about myself on camera. And then I did that, and then my popularity went up, or my, my success, put it that way, because it's not really popular yet when it comes to spirituality, right? <laughs> you get judged and called a, a bit of wee-woo or weirdo. But, yeah, my success went up because they saw I was being more authentic rather than trying to control the outcome, you know, which someone was saying earlier. And I never ran out of content to say because whenever you say something to your friends, you never run out of words to say, do you? Because you're excited about it. So I just used that as my main source of information and just kept talking and talking and talking. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I think that's a great little tip for people, again, who may be thinking about making videos is, is, is again, you know, find a topic that excites you, that excites you personally, and, and think about why does it excite you, and then share that excitement with other people in the video. And, and you're right, like, somebody else will see that, and they'll see your excitement, and then that will excite them to want to learn more about that. So, I mean, there's, there's a million and one ways to do videos, and kind of also what Ryan was saying, I mean, for myself as well, when I started making videos, I made it with the idea of like this one that I'm making right now is practice for the one that I'm going to make like in a year from now or something, right? So you start off really raw. You start off like just like seeing what works and everything, but down the road, you know, it's because of those very raw videos that, that allow you to just like get even more content out. And, and again, you know, like you said, it, it'll kind of what we were talking about earlier with Sean, when you deliver a message on camera it really gives you a chance to say and look and be like well what do I think about this you know and sometimes you, you surprise yourself with what ends up coming out and and it is a very interesting thing where you can kind of like breathe into a moment and and see like what comes out on camera because sometimes it will be challenging but sometimes when you get into that zone it can be a very meditative thing and it just kind of like flows out of you um, but again you know like sometimes people like doing videos where it is like scripted and everything and and whatever works for you but definitely I think now with what we're seeing with a lot of the conscious media being put out there is that like this is a time for us to just be uh, very <clears throat> like very I, I want to use the word like fearless in, in sharing the knowledge that we feel called to share and and again you know it's kind of this idea that it, it it's 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 it, I I mean I was even experiencing this today. It was kind of interesting because um, yesterday was May the fourth, and of course, happy May the fourth be with you to everyone. And uh, I put up a, a Star Wars post, um, and it was actually like a video review that I did of uh, of the Force Awakens, and you know I was talking about seven conscious themes within the movie, and and it, a lot of it was like talk about like synchronicity and and just like uh, all sort all sorts of like synchronicity and shifts and paradigms obviously <laughs> but um, you know and then I, I actually I intentionally like posted uh, um, I was in posting it in a few places and some people were just like this is bullshit like this is like the worst thing that like anybody like this is a horrible article and then I'm just like alright you know like it's okay like I, I, I want to be able to see like how some people will respond to that and at the same time I'm also getting people who are just like oh this is really good this is really cool and so, I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's expected that we'll um, that will be when we put ourselves out there. That yeah, like it, it may not vibe with everyone, but don't let that stop you from putting it out there because there's 
you know, a greater reason for, for you doing it. And it's also a very important part of your, your self-development and your development as a creative individual and expressing yourself is so important to just, again, every great challenge is training for the next one, I think. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, uh, uh, Jack, you, you were looking to open up your mic there. I think you wanted to jump in, so go ahead. Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, trying to look at it from the perspective of whenever you have some powerful wisdom that you're going to be spreading and sharing, a lot of times it creates so much of, of division because it's, it's really showing the polarity uh, of what's going on in our reality at that time. So <clears throat> a lot of times when you bring up some really deep subjects, you're going to have a bunch of people saying, oh, that's horrible. A bunch of people saying, oh, that's great. But that's really the popularity, so to speak, right? Because it's, it's a divisive subject. And if it's something that can help humanity, I mean, it's a wonderful thing. So for me, it's like, don't worry. If you're creating a lot of stir around it and the popularity that comes from it, then, you know, you, you might be hitting a chord on something that humanity really needs to focus on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, just again, going back to the Star Wars thing, I actually posted it today. There, there was another video that I made about Star Wars. <clears throat> and, excuse me, it was uh, the secret reason people love Star Wars. And basically, you know, I'm, some of you guys have seen it, and it's like me talking about how the Force is actually real and how Jedis are alluding to a real thing and how Star Wars is reminding us that we're actually beings of light. And then, you know, I posted it to Reddit once, and I posted it almost with the title of the video, The Secret Reason People Love Star Wars. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. No one's going to watch that. No one's going to give a shit about that on Reddit. I need to change this. So what, is, what I actually did is I changed the title of it, and I posted it as if it wasn't me who was the creator of it. And I put my title of Reddit, and Reddit's a website everyone may be familiar with, but people can submit content, and there's, like, subcategories. And So I posted it in the subcategory for the movie section. And my title that I put, I put, This guy claims that the Force in Star Wars is real. Is he crazy? Question mark. And so, like, that was that was my title, right? So it was, like, sort of, like, calling people into that space where, like, I was presenting this, like, lens of scrutiny to be, to be like, be like, oh, like, look at this crazy nonsense that this guy's spewing, yet knowing that presenting it like that was actually, in some ways, a more effective vehicle to help it get into uh, the viewership of those who would otherwise not care about it. So, I mean, it's interesting, there's, there's all these different little media tactics, but, you know, again, when it comes to conscious media, I think it, it's, it's great that we can preach to their choir, and, you know, we can, we can, we can and accomplish wonderful things within the conscious community, but I'm always interested in, like, how do we plant those little seeds within the mainstream culture, within the mainstream? Because, like, that is a part of what I feel is, uh, for me personally, like, a part of the bigger mission and everything. So, I mean, that goes parallel with doing things like free, free hugs downtown, right? Like, it's easy to, like, go and do free hugs with your friends, but, like, let's take it right into Babylon. Like, let's, let's get creative. Let's start, like, specifically designing things to almost, like, it, again, you know, I, I always sort of think of things from the mentality of, like, a hacker and stuff. So you're sort of, like, creating a script that can, like, sneak its way past a firewall, and then once it gets inside, it, like, unloads and delivers a message without them even fully realizing. And halfway through the video, they're just like, wait, what? Like, what did I just watch or something? Or, and, and you never know. You never know, like, where that might go. And it might be something where, like, in, you know, months from now, that person starts looking into metaphysics or they start, or they see an Alex Gray picture and they're just like, hey, wasn't that what I saw in that video or something? And 
again, you know, you, you just, it, it's, you, you get, you gotta try, you gotta try, and, and that's what I feel is a big part for us as light work is that we got to try. Uh, again, you know, a lot of light workers sort of get into this mentality of just like avoiding things and spiritual uh, bypassing. So it's important for us to just like think, it, it, allow it to challenge your creativity. How can we get more of these ideas within the mainstream and stuff? So, yeah, um, Jack, you want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, when you're going out and giving hugs, man, it's like a level of activation. Your aura, it can develop your, it, to a certain level. And when you're giving people hugs, people don't understand when your chakras are connecting and the energies are intertwining. I mean, you can give them so many different gifts. You can do activations just with your consciousness, your inner child consciousness, focused on awakening or doing that. You know, if it's divinely lit. You can you can do magical things just with a hug, just connecting energy fields, you know, on the deeper level. So it's so much deeper than we can really even fathom in our minds that just to connect with people on that they're not we don't know that are outside of us and, and letting go of that fear because sometimes there are some pretty negative things I've run into in my life personally where I get to a level where I'm like, Oh, I want to hug this person, you're like, oh like but you just gotta let go of that resistance, like like uh, <laughs> Ryan was saying, without any judgment, and just let go of all the fear. And then it doesn't stick to you; it just passes through, and everything flows. And you're they're still getting that same activation level from where your heart is grow grown to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was Ryan, was there anything else uh, you want to jump in on or response? Yeah, well, that, the energy when it passes through you, because you got like. You are like an antenna. You literally, you, the energy comes in and it either goes past you or it comes up and back out and back into that person or other people that are vibing on the same frequency as that person. It never gets stuck until you judge it, you know. Mm -hmm. So once I figured that out, it made becoming an empath really easy. I used to hate feeling mm -hmm. everyone's energy. I used to hate shaking their hand. That's because I had stuff I needed to sort out within myself. Once I did that. Like, yeah, I'm gonna shake the hand, I'll shake the hand. Feel it come up and in and out. And or it'll come up and like, okay, it's in me now, I can feel it. That piece of that person's energy is in me. But then I say to myself, Well, in about three seconds from now, I'm not even gonna feel it. I'm probably not even gonna remember who it was I just shook hands with. A couple of seconds will pass. My energy is clear completely because it's come back out again. You know? And a lot of empaths I'm not sure if they well, I've met some that really don't like that. They don't like inviting someone's energy in, and like you said, it can activate them because your energy goes into them as well. You know, and it makes them question their own energies, their own negative energies. Like you were saying earlier, that when you release information and you get all of this hatred, it's because you're sparking something inside that person that they know that they know needs to be fixed, mm -hmm. you know? and they don't want to fix it. So they see someone, they're like, oh, no, I hate that, because really I hate that part of myself, because I hated it every day for the past year, and I don't want to fix it, and this person's allowing me to notice it. And I actually got a comment like that. I'm not going to mention her name for um, privacy reasons. But she said she hated watching my videos because it brought stuff up in her that she wasn't willing to look at. Mm. But then after a while, she, you know, because cookies on the computer and other ways, I just kept showing up on her computer screen. And then she started diving back into the videos. And then she started to clear because now she was ready to go into herself, find that thing that she you know doesn't like, and get rid of it. And then she sees that in someone else. Maybe she's been addicted to shopping, for example. And she hated the fact that she spent so much money on clothes that she didn't need, 
And because of that, she was broke and she couldn't pay a hospital bill for a friend or something like that. And she ended up getting sick. Let's just make this up as we go along. So every person she comes into contact with who's spending money, she's thinking that person has no idea how valuable that money is or what that person can do with the money to help someone else. And then she hates that person because, you know, obviously she hates that part of herself because she still hasn't come to terms with her behavior. But if she comes to terms with that behavior, and then comes into contact with people all over the place in the shopping mall, shopping and spending money like it's going out of fashion, then she'd be fine with it. And then she goes in, and then it comes back out. And plus, once you get that level of awareness, old patterns of thinking can't get stuck anymore. You know, old habits that you have, that you've sorted through, you find yourself being confronted with a similar experience where you'd normally like, I'm pig out on food. Maybe you're trying to change your diet. And you'll think, well, wait a second, I don't want to eat that anymore. And it's because the information, the relationship towards the food is different. You know? Usually when you turn vegan, your body changes, your taste buds change. So when you crave something you used to love eating, whether it be popcorn or meat, you go to eat it and your body reacts a completely different way. It doesn't like it anymore. So your relationship with the food's different. You know, the body doesn't like it anymore. So you have to find ways of creating something that has the same texture or maybe the same taste with the spices, and that will be the substitute for your body. Yeah, so on that subject, man, like I, I've had some personal experiences where I've opened my field up to certain individuals, and it has wrecked my energy to such a level that has taken me so many days to recover. And like you're saying, it maybe it is in my consciousness about having that fear or that feeling that it's going to do that, that might be creating that, but it's really gone to a level where, um, you know, sometimes I try not to interact on certain levels with certain beings. And that's why uh, seeing uh, Brendan here with the way that he... Um, just goes out and does all the hugs and everything. That's such an inspiration to me in my heart because that's the level I want to get to without having any of that feeling at all. Like anything's going to negatively affect me. So it's like I'm creating it my own self, and that's something that you touched on that really I appreciate. That's a good thing. Um, like you said, yeah, sometimes you can get torn to pieces and it's annoying. Sometimes you do need to step back, but at the same time, that's how we grow. The more you get torn to pieces, the more you're able to notice what's what needs to be fixed. And then when you go to hug someone the next time around, you won't be triggered the same way as you was before. It's like you created a vaccine towards the problem, the issue that was causing you to be vibrating at a low frequency. You know. So normally what happens through life is we walk around conscious and happy. Our frequency is high because we stayed in isolation for about a week or two. And then we come across somebody who lowers our frequency. And then we have to, okay, why is it that my frequency is lowered? We then do the internal work, realize that it's because of all this stuff that we don't like about whatever we've done in the past, because really, you know, that's really all it's, all it's about. And then what happens is our frequency raises again, only this time when that person or a person that's similar comes in to knock us down, we don't drop all the way down like we used to anymore. We stay up. And then you'll get to a point where you're, you're able to hug anyone, shake hands, you can kiss anyone, say whatever you like, and it's fine because you won't be lowered anymore because you've, you've got all these vaccinations, these upgrades, as people like to call them, and now you're fine with it. You're fine with everyone else's information. 
uh, energy bodies and their consciousness. And plus, now that you've got the cure for their problem, when you merge, your energy goes into them, and then they're more able to come up with the aha moments to cure their own inner demons or their own inner problems. So you're also upgrading their level of consciousness, their awareness, to be able to self-reflect and notice certain things. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like I I am having the the response where people are getting activated. People will come to me. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for the whatever. And then a certain part of my mind comes in and says, "Well, for three days I was like sick and all this stuff and clearing all this sludge out of me and like I'm not in the level of blaming them or feeling like, but I'm still like I'm still balancing that love for others with the love for self where." You know, it's, it's, but I, what, what I've learned from you, thank you so much. Like, I don't have many people I can learn from. Like, this is great. Like, the, it's really me creating that resistance. And that resistance is actually creating the blockage instead of just letting it flow through. It's so simple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and once you figure that out, it's smooth sailing from here on out. And this is where a lot of empaths get stuck. And they hate life. They hate being it. They hate people. They become a recluse. You know? But it's, it's actually fine once you can... And then you can start seeing yourself and other people. And that deals with some like really cool things. I discovered that through dream time. And seeing yourself in your projections inside of your dream, these other aspects of your consciousness. You start astral projecting. You go closer to the source consciousness. You get outside of the matrix. You come back. And then you start seeing yourself in everything, not just people, but plants, inanimate objects, everything. You feel yourself in everything. And that is its own frequency of love. It's a very specific frequency. It's different from what other people would consider as love, because there's many derivatives, many different types of love, which really all come back to the same point or origin point. And then once you get to that point, you just play with people. You feel their energy, it channels through you. It's like, okay, I see another me in front of me, and I know where I'm at, which is really you. And you know, it's not, Some people actually speak like that, regardless of what that person may think. So they'll start saying we or us or my, and they actually mean both of you. I've had people like that speak to me, and even I get confused sometimes. I'm like, wait, 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 what are you saying? What are you saying? And it's really cool when you do that, because then you can connect to another part of yourself, and you can help each other out. Makes life easy. Yeah. And just on the topic of like channeling other people's energy and everything, I had an experience in December with a friend who um, has had like nonstop crisis for the last year um, of varying degrees, and she, um, her dad has um, bipolar disorder, and she. Um, ended up triggering that and um, it was actually the weekend of her birthday that me and a couple friends um, were with her that weekend for her birthday and like it was just a really intense weekend because she was in a really dark space and like I have been dealing with anxiety of my own for the past few years and it was actually a very kind of transformative experience of being able to be present to the space that she was in and like out of all of her friends that were there I'm the person who's had the most similar space that she's been in and like 
I was able to be present to her space without, like, and just, like, as you said, let let her energy come through me and, you know, come back out as just, like, putting healing energy into her and, like, just letting it be a cycle and, um, and, like, one thing that was very interesting was that in her process of trying to cope with things, she kind of created this other world, which, um, which I have done myself, but, um, in this context, like, there was a lot of darkness and everything, and she was, you know, kind of assigning characters to, you know, the other friends that were with us, and she kept trying to figure out who I was, and she couldn't, and it was just very interesting, you know, when she left, and, you know, we were saying goodbye, and she told me I had to, you know, figure out who my fairy was, I'm just like, I'm my own fairy, I'm a fair elf child, and she's just like, huh, I really want to know who you are, and it, it was just very interesting realizing that the world that I created, which had which had a positive impact on my life, like, and I'm still creating it, like, it's so expanded that, like, that is my individual reality, and so I just couldn't fit in her individual reality at that time. It was like, you know, square peg and circle hole and everything, and it was a very interesting experience of realizing that I've progressed to a point where I can be present to that kind of a space. And, you know, I did have my cry afterwards, but I managed to save it until I was, you know, in a safe space with the right person. And it was just very... It managed to be a good weekend for me just because I had so much progress, you know, in my own development. And... Um, yeah, so empathic cool. energy transference story. That's quite a high level of awareness to be able to notice that people are living in their own separate bubbles. That's incredible. And, you know, when, when we're kids, we're growing up, we just naturally observe new characters that come into our life, new things. We don't question it. But for some reason, growing up, people tend to start thinking that they know everything. And they start to try to put people in boxes. You know, they'll think, okay, you must be like this person I met however so many years ago. And then they'll start to project all that crap that they had towards that person towards you. And they're not even treating you like you anymore. They're treating you like their ex or someone they met a while ago. And that's a problem because I've realized, and you must have known this by now if you've reached that level of awareness, that no one actually sees you as you but you. Even your family members have a filter. There's a degree where they can't even see you. Everyone, your friends, they've never completely seen you as you actually are, as you see you. Some of them may have gone close. But until people can start, you know, getting back to that state that they were at when they were kids and, you know, exploring people, you know, when, when you walk into school for the first time and you see the jocks, you see the attractive ones or the ones, you know, the popular kids, and then you see the nerds and all this, you start to absorb all these characteristics and these people. But then for some reason, people stop doing that. And I think now, more than ever, people need to start realizing that there are new 
there's a new kid on the block, there, there are new people on the scene that are different. We don't think like other people, so we need to start being treated like new people rather than someone who's literally not us. You know? But that is impressive that you got that, that, that's, that's awesome actually, that gives me hope. Because uh, I, I thought, like, well I'm not saying I thought I was the only one, but it started to feel that way. <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah, that's incredible. Did anyone else notice that people live in their own little bubbles? Yeah, yeah I mean, I that's am. our aura. Yeah. That. Oh. Go ahead, Gaya. Yeah, go ahead, Gaya. Okay. Um, that, that experience, one of, one of the things that came out of that experience was kind of realizing that you know, we all have our shared reality that, you know, we're all experiencing, you know, in our different ways and everything, but then we all also have our own individual reality and, you know, it's like we can kind of share pieces of it with people, but there, there's, an, there's a level where, you, you know, you can't, you can't fully fit into someone else's individual reality or they can't fully fit in yours but like you can you know what I have done is when I meet people who you know resonate with me on the like that individual world level is I you know rather than you know assigning a character to them or saying like they are this person it's more that I create a character that is inspired by them it's like it's not that it's the same person that it's like a parallel version of them it's a it's another version of that person and in a way like that's kind of who they are in my life and um it's you know I I wouldn't be who I am without without the people who have become characters. <laughs> yeah, and, and what I can say to interject is, um, you know, we're all creating our own reality, but you got to understand when the heart fields merge, we're co-creating that same reality, and our hearts actually create that vibrational change to make us merge our frequencies together to yeah. be able to co-create that space. So sometimes you have somebody at a very high frequency, you have somebody at a very low frequency, no judgment, but it's going to have magnetics. There's going to be energy that has to shift and flow, and sometimes it's too overwhelming, you know? So sticking with the masculine idea that we create our own reality, but we're also co-creating with everyone. Mm, it's a nice dance, huh? Nice dance of interchanging energies. And, I mean, the closest, because I was just going to say two things. The main reason why my relationships never turned out well is because either I wanted something different or they wanted something different. And it's because our paths were different. Our bubbles were different. Our lives weren't the same. To a degree, they would be, to a degree. But then something would always pull us into two different directions. The only way that I've gotten to merge with someone or a group of people is being outside of this 3D reality, outside of this dream sequence. You know, when you leave the character behind, really there's no need to have that individual bubble anymore. You know, which is cool. But it's something done through either extensive meditation or DMT or some states of astral projection. 
which is cool. But I'm game. I like it. I don't mind. I like everyone's bubbles. I find it fascinating, especially when you leave a country for a while and then you come back and you realize, you know, you've just stepped out of your bubble and now you're seeing everyone in their bubble. Like, when I came back from the Bahamas, I noticed how British everyone in my town actually was. I didn't realize that when I was here because I was too involved in their bubble. But then when I came out of their bubble, I stepped out and then I came back. It was like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> and it's good because it adds, it adds flavor to life. It's, it's different. The scenery is different. People are different. And I think that's what I enjoy the most about my factory, the, the changing parts. No? Right. How about you guys? What's the best part of life that you enjoy? That's a, that's a huge question. <laughs> it's a good question, though. I like it. Um, I'll, I'll answer that off the top of my head, and then I was just going to bounce this around as uh, some other topics here. Um, only for the reason that it's probably three hours into this broadcast now, and it's 12 a.m. here, and the sun's going to be rising in the UK at some point. But yeah, I'll give it like 15 minutes. Yeah, like yeah. What well, <laughs> I was going to say, well, um, uh, we we usually finish with like a just uh, FYI for Ryan and for anybody else listening. We usually finish with like a a, a tarot draw that we do, and then a short meditation at, at the end. So, um, Ryan, if you have to head out before that, by all means, but either way, we'll, we'll wrap up with that. Uh, Indigo, go ahead. You just want to jump in? or So, yeah, so who's doing a tarot reading tonight? If there, is there any way we can slightly change that up? I know you're the moderator. I don't want to change up the reality, but I have some Indigo Angel cards. Um, maybe we could read some of those at one time. Maybe not tonight. It's a the moderator, so but I just want to put that option out there for the do future, you, maybe even tonight. I'm like you're 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 saying you're offering to do a tarot with the the deck that you have. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Indigo Angel cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Doreen Virtue. Yeah, we can we can totally do that. Um, since you brought it up, we we can do that for this one, and that's not a problem with me. So yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. Okay, um, yeah, cool. we'll get to we'll get to the tarot in a bit, but yeah, no, I like that idea of get letting other people get involved with the tarot readings as well as even the meditations, which is something we'll get into more with future hangouts. Where if other people want to guide a short meditation at the end, again as practice, then they are they're more than welcome to. So I mean, Ryan, that that invitation's for you as well. Um, again, knowing that you have to. Head out soon. Maybe it won't be this time, but any other time. Um, just going back to, jeez, uh, um, I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to fill you guys in on some uh, basic stuff related to community updates um, and introductions. We still didn't. Typical with some hangouts, we usually don't always get through all the introductions. Uh, but Kaya and Indigo Jack have actually been involved with uh, previous broadcasts as well. But I was going to let you guys know about how the Jedi Training Academy went, and uh, there's Indigo's deck there. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, let me just see. Okay, Ryan was asking the question, "What's your favorite part of life?" Was that your question, Ryan? Yeah. What's the, what's the most thing you love about life? What's the thing you love the most about life? Um, I mean, I guess love would have to be defined in some way or another as well. Um, damn, that is a huge question. I think I gotta like meditate on that. I mean, other than just giving some sort of like super simple. I mean, I, the. I mean, the part that I'm fascinated with uh, does kind of go back to the the dream aspect of like everyone being a reflection of yourself and everyone like having a lesson. 
every interaction having the potential for a lesson for you to see more of yourself. Um, I think that in itself is just one of those big paradigm shifts where, you know, even if we see someone who might bother us or, or annoy us, again, you know, that's actually like helping us see a part of ourselves that we might be avoiding or, or neglecting or something like that. Um, actually, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll say one thing. One thing I really love and about this reality is and it was interesting because Ryan actually kind of alluded to it in some of the stuff he was talking about earlier but it's um, being able to see other people have those aha moments uh, definitely you know because I think I think for those of us who have had those moments you're just like you know like my like oh my god you know my, my paradigm has shifted the world is slightly different now and it's one of those things where I think again you know with the media we're creating that's what we're trying to do we're trying to softly awaken people within the matrix it's kind of even Morpheus says that you know like no one can be told what the matrix is you have to see it for yourself and so like no one can be told what synchronicity is you have to experience it for yourself and no one can be told what lucid dreaming is you have to experience it for yourself I mean, all of these different things so I mean you know with the stuff that with the me media that I was creating uh, I've had some very profound moments in my life and then when I was making my media I was just like alright you know there's some things there's some dots that I feel are very pivotal to connect but I, I, I want to be able to invite people to, to make those connections in their own way rather than like spoiling it for them instead of being like oh well this is connected to this and this relates to this and sacred geometry is this and lucid dreaming is that and DMT ties into this and everything you know like I think if you just kind of tell people, be like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about the relationship between like DMT, dreaming, birth, and death? Have you ever thought about that? You know, and then they'll just be like, maybe, maybe I haven't, right? And then once they start connecting those, and they're just like, oh my god, you know, I think that's really important, and and I think it's important for us to consciously try not to take away those aha moments. Uh, it, you almost don't want to spoil them. It, it's kind of an interesting age now where somebody can kind of go onto the internet, run some YouTube searches, watch a bunch of Alan Watts videos, and just like get a whole evening of just like aha moments right now. And, and that's kind of a reflection of the idea that, you know, what once would have taken someone years to sort of process can now be processed in like a weekend's worth of YouTube videos if someone really dives into it, which is a very amazing thing. As, as, as I feel there's kind of pros and cons to that, and, and maybe that's something we can explore another time. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing other people grow, seeing other people, and, and also knowing that you've in some way helped assist another person along their growth is, is a beautiful thing. To be able to to be able to see the impact that you have had on someone else's life is a very very beautiful thing. Because again, that that for me reminds all of us of the impact that we can have on anyone's life. You know, the the ripples create waves. Like if I've inspired you in some way or another, then know that you can inspire someone else and it's kind of like that one flame can light a million candles so I mean that 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 magical aspect of reality that dynamic um, is one of the things that I love about it because for me that gives a realistic mission to what we are doing there is a tangible objective to what we are doing it is no longer just this like far-fetched idea like there is an actual science as to how we can help change the world and how we can help shift paradigms and and it is a kind of one one person at a time kind of thing, one interaction at a time, one hug at a time. But again, you know, you repeat this over and over and over again, suddenly towns, villages, countries, the world is is vibrating on a slightly different level than it was before. So, And, and I mean, I, I think that's incredibly noticeable if you look back 
on where we were five years ago, 15 years ago, right? Like, even for any of us just thinking, like, this was not the same game that we were playing back then. I mean, it was, but it was a different level of it. And now we, we've seen that progression. We've seen the change. And and to think, where will we be in, in, in another five years? You know, um, just putting this out, there's kind of like a side idea, but the date of 2020 is, is something that I, I always keep in the back of my mind. For me, that's kind of like this, like, checkpoint date uh, to just sort of try and accomplish as much as we can up until 2020 and beyond but I'm kind of saying like for me like 2020 is this point where like it, it, and, and I kind of say this like as a joke but it's just kind of this idea within the Paradigm Shift Central project that and I said this to myself like years ago back in like 2010 it was just like alright like I, I'm creating this like contract within myself as a soul being right here on earth and I'm going to say that I'm going to like do what I can to help make this world a better place and Come 2020, if there's like the option to like go off planet or go through a Stargate or go fly around with aliens on another on a spaceship somewhere, I'm gonna consider taking it. But like up until 2020, I'm committed to being here, sort of thing. So for me at least, 2020 is kind of like this like, and, and that's what and so that's what I mean, right? Like 2016, it's just like all right, you know, we got like four more years, three and a half more years, four, you know, including 2020, four more years to like really make the most of it. And again, you know, going back to like what this project is accomplishing, that's a very exciting thing. You know, again, the idea of having a paradigm shift community in, in potentially as many places as possible. And again, you know, the paradigm shift communities are just about holding that physical space, inviting people out to have open-minded discussion and meditation circles. And it's something that any of us can do. And, and so, I mean, yeah, that's stuff that I've talked about before. But yeah, just going back to that idea of, uh, yeah, the thing that I love about this reality is the fact that there is noticeable success that 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 is occurring, and it comes through those those individual shifts, and and you know that's that's the idea. We're we're all here to walk each other home, kind of kind of thing, and and I, I love that I love that concept. So, um, cool guys. Well, I, I just want to say thank you to to again everyone for tuning in, and uh, you know for people who are listening to this broadcast, you can find the links to people's show notes, and uh, Indigo Jack also has a YouTube channel. He hasn't mentioned it within this broadcast yet. And we'll include a link for that as well. And uh, Ryan Cropper, you can check out his uh, link. Uh, look up Ryan Cropper on YouTube. Ryan J. Cropper, C-R-O-P-P-E-R. And Austin linked us to the PyTech team and all sorts of stuff. And my YouTube channel is uh, Skull Babylon. if you guys haven't checked that out yet. Um, but going back, guys, I just want to share a little bit of an update. Um, this is something that I had alluded to, I had mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, but we just didn't get to. And, and again, you know, this episode's like three hours long at this point. But just as a, an update to show you guys some of the success. So last broadcast, I was talking about how I was setting up <clears throat> the uh, the first class for the for um, the Jedi Training Academy. Uh, here in London, Ontario, Canada. And so that happened on Saturday and it went well. So I just want to let you guys know that this did happen and I want to just tell you guys a little bit about it. So the basic concept behind the Jedi Training Academy is to combine physical exercise with metaphysical discussion and concepts. So the basic idea, and this is again, I'm telling you this because you guys can repeat this where you are. You can create something similar to a Jedi Training Academy where you are, even call it that by all means. So working under the umbrella of the concept of the Jedi allows us to play with a lot of ideas and concepts. And basically the way how um, I do the, the class 
class is that as the facilitator for it, it starts off with everyone sitting down in a circle and then we have a small group discussion. So we talk, you know, what does being a Jedi mean to us? What does the Force mean to us? You know, we have a little discussion there. And then from there, we do a sitting down meditation. And the meditation that we did, there was only, again, there was only four of us who showed up for the first class, but we were doing it in the park. It was beautiful. There's trees outside. And the visualization that we did, there was four of us and we were sitting really close to each other in like a little, you know, box or a cross. And then I, I guided us through this meditation where we imagined a, a toroidal vortex around us individually. So like, you know, that toroidal donut shape around us and feeling our field and then imagined it around us as a group and then ra really imagined, it brought our attention to focusing on the awareness of this energy. And again, to the point where it was no longer just like, hey, let's imagine it being there and it's purely just fake, but it's in our imagination. It's like, no, let's, let's, let's cross that line into knowing that this toroidal field is actually there and our imagination is allowing us to tune into it. And then with the idea that when four people are meditating at once in such a close proximity and our objective for the meditation as a mindfulness meditation was to keep our focus on the concept of the toroidal field and our breath. So our breath was like strengthening the visualization. And so for me, it was a really interesting idea because it was reminding me of this uh, concept of <clears throat> sort of from an esoteric practice of does the meditation does it become easier to focus on a single idea, in this case our breath and the toroidal vision, if other people are focusing on it at the same time? And I am, and yes, the answer is yes. And 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 I was like able to notice that. And again, this is something you kind of have to experience for yourself. But imagine, you know, like, so you're, you're in that space and then you're thinking about the toroidal vortex, your breath, and then your mind begins to wander. But then you're just like bringing your attention back to that moment and you're able to sort of sink into that that vision, tune into that vision because it's being sustained by more than just one person. There's three other people. So even when it sort of like collapses within your thought construct, other people are still holding it and you can tune back into it. So I mean, this for me um, is nothing, it, it isn't new and it isn't new within the paradigm shift community. And again, you know, those who might be new to this, go back and check out the global meditations that we have done and you'll see that, you know, within those we do group visualizations where we imagine healing around the world. So we have like hundreds and hundreds of people tuning in and we imagine all of us kind of, and Ryan, this may be new to you, but kind of like Dragon Ball Z, I would guide us through almost like a guided astral projection we would float above the earth and I would imagine us like shooting like Kamehameha love beams into the earth and like even gathering like a giant spirit bomb and like bringing it into the earth and like encoding the grid with love and everything like that um, and again you can find those through the main website underneath the podcast links and uh, episode um, yeah like 132 and 131 are some really ones to go and check out <clears throat> excuse me but again, you know, so uh, just going back to the concept of the Jedi Training Academy, the formula that I was working with that I want to just pass on to you guys is, so again, start off small group discussion, sit them down, tell them a little bit about the intention of the class to have fun, to bring in metaphysical concepts and to play and to bring in exercise and to develop cognitive abilities. And so you do a group meditation sitting down and then you go into standing up, doing a, uh, standing stretches and then you actually do a short meditation standing up and then you can do some like qigong type stuff you can have them like holding energy within their hand and just visualizing that with the idea that through this class we're actually developing like an acute awareness of 
energy of the force. And then from there, you actually start to get into the exercises. And the way how I do this is I run it as a circuit training program, meaning that we would have three exercises at a time, and then as a group, we go through each of the exercises within 45 second intervals. And the different exercises can be very simple and they're also really fun. Um, one of the ones that we did was just like having a tennis ball and just like dancing and playing and moving a tennis ball around for 45 seconds. And you're like tossing it over your shoulder, passing back and forth, imagining as a ball of energy, doing that for 45 seconds. Another thing that we were doing was playing peace sticks. And these are just like sticks that we have and you have two people as a partner and you throw them back and forth. So again, very simple, but you do this and it's developing cognitive abilities. Another thing that we were doing is playing with a, an, an, an amazing tool and all it is is a tennis ball on a rope and then you use that and you can um, have another person in front of you and you kind of dangle it in front of them and then they're there and they're dodging and weaving it and they're just kind of like moving their hips a lot and it's kind of like dodging bullets in the matrix and so it's like a two-person exercise so some of the exercises are individual some of them are two-person but again I'll show you more about the exercises but you can get really creative you know what are some sort of simple like athletic exercises that are developing cognitive abilities and not even something that's going to cause you to like run around a lot but something where you can like really practice those reflex moments and this is like a, a thing you know it's just like when we're training sort of within the idea of like the warrior and the guardian and everything like that we don't have to do it with the notion of oh this is preparing us to fight someone like no like these cognitive abilities like these martial arts are training our mindfulness are training our alertness within any present moment so that when the moment comes when you're like sitting at a kitchen table and someone like knocks a glass off a table and your immediate instinct is to like reach over and grab it before it catches the ground like that's just a quick example of like why these Jedi reflexes will actually come in handy within the real world beyond just this idea of like needing to do it for martial arts combat. And so anyways, so then as the course continues, you do circuit training program for a couple rounds. You maybe do like six or nine exercises in total. And then from there, we go into training with Sadhu, which is the martial arts game where it's like two people uh, facing one another and you're trying to hit the other person's chin gently. But then from there, it's like soft blocks and movements. And again, it's very like, it's almost like Neo in the Matrix where he's like blocking Agent Smith. And that's what it can get to at that at a point you kind of get into this zone and you're kind of looking at the other person's eyes and it becomes a very psychic practice and you're not trying to compete against the other person it's more of a dance and you can really just like acknowledge it's just like you become impressed with your ability to do it eventually and then from there after that, it's almost the end of the class, and we actually bring out the swords. Uh, I have the, the Boken swords, and we use swords and do sword training, and again, turn it into a bit of a dance. So the idea is not even trying to hit the other person, but you're just like making contact with the swords, but then doing it in a very flow-like intuitive dance, but treating the swords in a very ceremonial and ritualistic way, where when we bring out the swords, it's not just, okay, bring out the swords and run around. We actually like sit the group in a circle and then have like two people with the swords like in the circle, and then everyone else is just kind of like sitting down and paying attention and then we rotate out of the circle so again like having showing a level of respect to the sabers to the swords and, and to like the tool that they are and then from there we finish with a, a little bit of a group discussion and then we go into a closing meditation and then we're done at that point and so again this is something that I'm hosting right now on a regular basis every Saturday in the park so again for people who are in London Ontario Canada 1 p.m. 
at Victoria Park and meet by the tank, which is the north end of the park. So, um, again, there's like a there's like an army tank in the in the park, and people can find me there. And, and again, meet up, and it's free to attend. Donations are welcome, and the donations are going towards actually being able to buy some combat lightsabers in the future. So we'll be able to play with those and bring them into the group and everything like that. So again, you know, the Jedi concept. Jedi translates to pillar of light, and, and and it is this idea that more people are sort of beginning to embody within themselves in subtle ways, yet also in like very real ways of being able to help assist with the shift in consciousness and, and carrying that light with you and being a person who has the ability to help transmutate uh, energies from negativity to positivity and just being there as a, you know, holding compassion, holding space, and, and of course doing things like free hugs. And the other part is, is from the class, uh, I'm merging it into this idea of as the class class ends, some of us will actually go and do free hugs uh, downtown as well. So it's kind of, you know, taking the, take, getting the Jedis like downtown and doing free hugs at the same time. So, yeah, so so anyways, I did the first one last week. Next one's coming up on Saturday and Friday is our regular Paradigm Shift London meeting that we're having and we'll do some more like sound healing and open-minded discussion and all sorts of cool stuff there. And again, just encouraging you guys to create a Paradigm Shift community where you are and go to the main website and click on the community startup guide for more tips and tricks on on how to do that. And uh, other than that, there's a couple other things. Um, actually, there's not too, too much uh, related to community update news, but I just want to be able to um, pass the, the talking stick around, and, and I know uh, Ryan's probably going to be heading out soon, but um, did anybody have any, any, any thoughts or comments on the uh, Jedi Training Academy? Um, if you guys want to just touch base on that, feel free. If there's no thoughts, I mean, it, 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 would, 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 do you guys, is it a cool idea? Is it, Am I crazy? Is that... I, I think it's <laughs> awesome. Like, I'm so focused on this card reading that I'm just kind of like, it ties <laughs> this card reading so much that oh, I'm just okay. kind of holding back. Not really, you know. <laughs> cool, cool. But yeah. Did you, do, did you already draw a card? Is that what yeah. happened? Okay, okay, yeah. all right. Okay, save okay. it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. I'm staring at it. It's like... <laughs> cool. <laughs> Okay, guys. Um, well, with that said, moving closer to the end of this hangout, we'll, we'll wrap it up very soon. Uh, I just want to go over a couple of community notes and updates, and again, for people who are new, um, <clears throat> reminding you guys, uh, encouraging you guys, again, as your shift mission, to create a quest journal on the main website and to be able to use that to document the shift where you are. Um, sorry, Ryan, I'm just muting this. Just a little bit of feedback. Or maybe that was Indigo. Yeah, Indigo, you just got feedback on yours, so... Sorry, just one second. Um, so again, uh, just a, lo a little bit of reminder for the intentions behind this project is to continue to create conscious media, but creating a space for you guys to practice creating. So using the quest journals to practice writing. It can be a dream log. It can be a synchronicity report. Like honestly, if you if you go out there and you have a crazy synchronicity one day, like m write a note about it in your notebook and then come home and practice writing a quest journal about it. Maybe it'll be a couple paragraphs long. But documenting the shift in consciousness is, again, something that's about practice. And then if you're making videos, you can incorporate videos. If you're writing poetry, you can include that. Um, and then reminding you guys that when you guys do that, when you guys submit quest journals as a bit of an incentive, at the end of the month we tally up how many quest journals and conscious articles you submitted and each one of those is equivalent to a token and each token is equivalent to a certain amount of shift buttons that you can claim and that we'll send you. And again, the shift buttons are the uh, real world quest items for helping shift consciousness. Uh, this is the Eye of Raw one. There's a bunch more like earlier in the week I literally made like a whole bunch of them and right now I'm making the uh, Crystal Wire 
wire wraps and assembling things for the shifter booster kit. And of course, just reminding you guys that the shifter booster kits are available through the monthly support squad, which is available through the team fundraising Patreon. And that's a huge part about this project is the ongoing team fundraising that supports uh, my investment as a director, but more so than that, the ongoing evolution of the project, being able to use that money to put it into Facebook promotions to promote your guys' content, to promote the team's content, to be able to help get more free shift buttons out there to community, to support the Paradigm Shift Love Tour in the future, to support tech upgrades and all sorts of awesome stuff. And we are working towards our next milestone of 500, and we are currently at 400. And again, so if you donate a few dollars a month, you can get a shifter booster kit with as many shift buttons as you ask for. And I'll be sending those out over the next little bit. And they also include the Love One massage tools. And if you guys have any questions, about that, just feel free to ask. And again, patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton, or just go into the main website and go to about and then donate and then click on the monthly support squad link or any of the part where the buttons are showing it all links into the same thing. Um, so other than that, though, I just want to mention to you guys that if you're looking for updates on the community, please feel free to check out the calendar on the website because that's going to tell you when the upcoming events are. And the next upcoming event is going to be next Thursday. So on Tuesday, we had our dream class and just touching base on that, that went really well. Um, we didn't talk too much about dreams. I mean, we sort of did in, in, in this episode, but I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about that, and, and I'd love to be able to have a Ryan join us in the future for some of the dream classes, and we can really delve into some tips and practical tips related to lucid dreaming and astral projection. But yeah, the last recording for that went well, and you guys can check the podcast for that. I really encourage you to go back and listen to those. And uh, the next broadcast will be next Thursday, so there won't be a dream class next Tuesday. The dream class is every other week. So the next dream class is May 17th. But the next team broadcast is May 12th, which is next Thursday. And as a heads up, this is going to be an episode of Paradigm Shift Destiny School. And the topic is going to be on meditation. So again, whereas with these hangouts, we kind of show up and the intention behind these is just kind of free flow, introduce ourselves, see what happens, share what updates we've been up to, whereas the Destiny School, it's a little bit different because we're going to keep our con our conversations focused around meditation while also inviting you guys to do kind of micro-presentations within the broadcast. So do a little bit of research, come back with a little bit of knowledge and be like, oh, you know, here's like either a technique, here's a study I found, here's a little piece of information working with the idea of each of us bringing something to the class so that as a whole we're creating a valuable piece of media for the listeners, for the community, so they can download that that episode about meditation and and learn a lot about meditation within the amount of time that, that they listen to that. And so again, that's coming up this the next Thursday. So next Thursday there won't be a team building hangout, it'll be Paradigm Shift Destiny School Meditation. And then the future topics for the meditation beyond that will be, and this may change, but the next one will be June 2nd, and the topic for that will be health and fitness, and then beyond that, the next topics will be sacred geometry, and then UFOs, and then uh, entheogens, and uh, all sorts of stuff, and we'll vote on uh, some other topics that we want to incorporate, so um, that'll be a really exciting thing, and uh, again, you know, I'm just really looking forward to being able to help feature your guys' content through this project, and um, there's more updates, but I'll save them for another time, but anyways, I just want to pass it back over to Ryan. I know you opened up your mic and maybe you got a head out, so yeah, I got share. Yeah, yeah. It's about that time. It's I'm just there, so I'll leave them. I wake up again. I actually did the exact same thing. I went to bed. I remember this time, 5.30. I woke up at 8 and started. 
creating, doing what we do best, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Maybe the same thing will happen, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> been good speaking to you all for the first time. Awesome. Um, I'm glad I chose to drop in. And I'll stay in touch. I'll speak to you guys pretty soon, okay? For sure, man. Thanks again for, for adding your your juice and your vibe to the to the broadcast here. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I look forward to browsing your YouTube as well and, and helping share that with the community too. So really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ryan. Fantastic. Cool. See you in the go. All right, man. See, see you in the astral. Peace. <laughs> see you, dude. Cool. Okay, so um, yeah, the uh, just going back to updates, just one little tech update. I just wanted to let you guys know that if you are signed up for uh, news notifications through the main website, uh, just keep an eye open in your spam folder because uh, just with the way how the internet works and tools of the internet, um, a lot of the uh, notifications do commonly end up in spam folders, but if you catch it once, just click on it or right-click on it if you're in Gmail and then like add it to a different folder, add it to like primary and then you'll be able to see those notifications coming in right away. Because, um, I mean, that is an interesting challenge within this project is being able to get the message delivered out there to the community. And, uh, yeah, like, it's very peculiar because our email list has, like, over, like, 750 people, and that's continuing to grow, and we want to be able to get that knowledge and those updates to the people. But half the challenge is the uh, struggles with the, uh, with the mailing in the email list. And, uh, yeah, like, it's not... At this point, it's just kind of like emails are being received by like 4% of the people who are on the total mailing list. So FYI, if you're not seeing them, they're probably there and they're probably just in your spam folder and those will give you notifications on events and uh, other cool things featured within the community. And of course, just encouraging you guys to go back and browse the website and to support the website simply by sharing some of the links as well. And of course, remind you guys to jump into the live chat and to just say hello and let us know, you know what you might have thought of a broadcast or, or anything that you want to share. You can share links to cool videos in there and uh, yeah really just looking forward to being able to get more in the habit of how we can use this virtual space to connect and grow and learn together and there's so much more honestly planned for the future of this project and one of the things I'll just plant this seed now is to organize like synchronized free hug events across the world as, as an idea and getting people documenting that uh, again more of the global meditations together lots of really cool stuff and collaborative projects as well so if you're interested in getting involved, again, just sign up for the main website. Send me a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash skullbabylon, all sorts of different ways to get involved with this project. So, And, like, that's kind of, again, you know, that's... That it's interesting because, like, with Paradigm Shift, that's, like, where it's a little bit different. A lot of, like, stuff on the Internet is, like, very just where people, it's very common for people to just be viewers. We want to encourage them to be participators and creators. So thank you to those who are being involved in this project as, as that next step to practice creating together. And everyone who's listening to this, like thank you for listening and encouraging you guys to be involved with future broadcasts in the future. And of course, just encouraging you to continue the conscious conversations where you are. That is another way to contribute. You know, like it's it take take the inspiration here and interact with your communities. Do free hugs where you are, and all sorts of different stuff. Um, sorry, another thing I was just going to mention uh, in terms of tech, uh, just our uh, basic overview stuff. The Open Your Heart shirts. Uh, the campaign for the next one ends on the. Tuesday, and if you guys are looking to help us reach our goal, you can find those at teespring.com forward slash open your heart, and again, those in themselves are awesome tools for being able to help shift consciousness and 
Yeah, Austin. Austin's got one of the vintage white shirts. Is is that actually one of the Open Your Heart shirts, Austin? Or is it just a... Uh, no, it's just a Firelight It's just a Firelight shirt. shirt. Cool, cool, cool. Well, either way, I mean, they both work. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So, yeah, that's one way um, you can help with the team fundraising as well and also get your gear to be able to help shift paradigms where you are. So, awesome. Cool, guys. Okay, let's uh, let's get ready to wrap this broadcast up since um, this one definitely went for a while. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this broadcast up by letting Indigo Jack do his introduction and do a tarot card. <laughs> or any, any, if, if you do want to plug your stuff, Indigo, um, please feel free. And then, yeah, by all means, you can guide us through uh, what the tarot card is that you got for us. Yeah, uh, I'm Indigo Jack on YouTube. You can look me up. Um, I have a whole bunch of videos. One of the videos ties into this card, Archangel Metatron. I had an interview uh, with In5D.com. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but they interviewed me because I had some uh, downloads from Archangel Metatron, and he is the Archangel of Ascension. So he's all about the paradigm shift. He is the actual Archangel that is associated with the shift in consciousness. He's one of the archangels that helps indigo children, crystal children, anybody that's involved in the ascension process. He was actually Enoch in the Bible. So what it says here in the Indigo Angel Oracle um, cards reading, Archangel Metatron, the first angel of the Tree of Life in the Kabbalah, helps those who are newly upon the spiritual path. He oversees indigos, crystals, and others awakened children, and ensures that their spiritual gifts stay open and active. Like all the archangels, Metatron is unlimited and is, unable, is able to help everyone who calls upon him. This card asks you to work with Archangel Metatron in your daily life to welcome messages and signs confirming to you that you are, the, that you are perfect no matter what. This powerful messenger of heaven can help bring you peace in situations you feel are unfair or imbalanced. Every time you call upon Mark Metatron, this archangel will immediately go to work, bringing you a calm understanding of the situations in your life. He will also help you to let go of resentment and unforgiveness so you can move into uh, a level of allowance to let lower energy leave your life. Cool, cool. I like that. Yeah, Metatron's like a huge card. That's awesome. It's like it's like a holographic rare Pokemon card right there. So, <laughs> cool, cool. That's awesome, man. Sweet. Um, and uh, Jack, we're gonna post your links into the show notes for your YouTube, and people can find you there. And uh, just, just going back, um, the uh, you got interview with in five D. That's 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 pretty cool, man. Um, if there's any, I haven't personally connected with them before, but if that's a, a possible, if you have any possible leads on how we might be able to get connected with them, or you know, maybe I can like share a bit of what we're doing here with them, that would be a great little boost for the community, I think, to have kind of sure. some of our stories featured through there, whatever works. But yeah, uh, Greg Prescott is uh, one. Of, he's the founder of the website, and Michelle Walling is his wife, and uh, they live in Siesta Key, Florida. Um, just recently, they had a gathering, a spiritual gathering, hmm. um, and it was very successful. Their first gathering, then they went to Europe and had a few gatherings there. So they are really launching their stuff, and it's from Florida, my my home state. So it's a it's a growing enterprise. So it's very exciting. They're number they're awesome. one of the number one spiritual sites uh, in the world. 
Yes, they are. They've been around for a while, so that's really exciting. Cool, cool, awesome. Um, oh yeah, another FYI for people who are interested, I'm actually going to be uh, featured as a guest on a podcast coming up on Wednesday next week for Ecstatic Existence, and I'll post a link for that once it is ready, and that is with a fellow named Daniel, and, and he's uh, got some really cool stuff going on there, so he's uh, invited me on, and, and I'm going to be also featuring his content through the community as well, and we'll have him on as a guest in the future, but yeah, I mean, that's there's so many awesome co-creators out there right now. So, yeah, and if you look up Ecstatic Existence on Facebook, you can find his stuff on there uh, already. So that's very cool. Um, cool. Well, I, I also want to be able to just pass the mic over to Kaya and, and give her a chance to let people know where they can check out some of her stuff because I saw her sharing it in the chat as well. And, and Kaya, if there was anything else that you wanted to share, or, or I guess we, we were talking about... Within our introductions, we were talking about a color that we feel uh, represents us. So, um, Kaya, if you want to share that as well, by all means, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I guess um, in terms of a color, I, I mean, I, I've always gravitated towards, like, magenta or, like, sky blue, but not, like, daylight sky blue, but, like like, almost, like, right after sunset, like, when the sky is that, like, deep, dark, but still somehow bright, like, there's, there's, there's a particular shade of blue that's both dark and bright at the same time, and that's always been, like, the best part of the night sky is looking up at that, like, deep, dark and bright blue, and, um, I, I feel like like that, like I've always been a night person of, um, you know, being, or, well, I used to be up late all the time and, um, you know, I, I had a very hard time falling asleep and everything and I, I really feel connected with the moon and stars and everything, so I feel like that particular shade of blue, like, it, it kind of symbolizes my connection with night, and um, magenta, I guess, kind of is a heart color for me, <laughs> um, and I, I have, you know, love is my superpower, so I, I guess um, magenta kind of represents that, and um, in terms of online stuff. I, I have my blog on wordpress.com which is called um, The Fair Elf Chronicle and um, that's um, serenamarie4.wordpress.com and uh, yeah I, I haven't been very active on that but I have some of my poetry on there and I'm also on Facebook um, Kaya Jamila Marie Lieberman um, and I have poetry there too, and that—that's most of what I have online is poetry right now. But um, tomorrow I'll be working on a YouTube video about identity, which will, which I've been intending to do anyway. But um, I also got permission from my world religions professor to actually use that as um, my final assignment for the class. So. <laughs> That was um, 
I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> um. Awesome, Kaya. It's a I, I I really enjoy having you in here, and it's great to see you in here again as well. <laughs> so, cool. Cool. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely I'll, I'll check out your blog as well. So Kaya's blog, you can find it in the show notes for this episode too. And um, Indigo, do you did you want to share what color you feel represents you? Well, earlier I was going to say sky blue, but since she said that, it's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's for me it's like developing more of my throat energy and like how the sky is, is such a beautiful light blue color and how have you ever heard of Raleigh scattering phenomenon no why is the sky blue people don't know this okay when a pure light photon passes through our atmosphere which is made of of, of around 85 percent nitrogen it's an inert gas it actually scatters just the light blue wavelength of the photon that's what actually creates our light blue sky. So that light blue color to me, just like she said, it's it means something to her, but to me it's it's the same, like that's my color. Even though I'm indigo soul in this reality construct, sky blue, yeah. Oh yep. So that's my color. Cool. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, <clears throat> My uh, my my color. Um, uh, Ryan actually I almost already said it earlier, but uh, I answered this before within a paradigm shift group, and and I said, uh, yeah, like red, black, and silver. Uh, but in particular, focusing on the silver and thinking of like silver more as like the reflective aspect, so almost like a mirror. If we could almost consider that a color, so like a silver that's like. So silver that if you like get up to it, you can actually like see your reflection in it as well. Um, so to me, I, I feel like that's like a, a color that just kind of really resonates with me. And, and uh, yeah, just thinking about like the uh, the role of being a mirror within this reality and, and, and how all of us can do that and what that even means as well. But let's save that for another discussion. Um, I can actually hear my dog barking downstairs, so we're, we're going to have to finish up this broadcast. That's that's when I know it's time to end, when I can hear my dog barking and I have to go downstairs. Because <laughs> so, otherwise it's going to wake up my whole family. So um, let's, uh, let's all finish just with a, a short closing meditation. Uh, literally, we'll just take a few moments here to connect with our breath. So just inviting everyone within this team hangout, those of you listening as part of the team hangout, just thanking thanking so much for being a part of this and knowing that even right now, just by bringing ourselves into a state of calmness, presence within this moment, that we can carry this presence with us out into the bigger world, knowing that this is just practice for what else is still to come, for what else that we can do. So let's just take a few breaths here together. Gentle inhales through the nose. And gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. And again, gentle inhales. And gentle exhales. And just encouraging you as you continue to breathe to begin to visualize and even feel 
the toroidal field around your own body and just jumping into the big idea but even connecting with the toroidal field of the earth feeling your breath as the breath of the universe so gentle inhales feeling that energy even just coming in through the crown moving down past your third eye past your throat through your heart down past your sacral going into your roots and then coming up again and around your body back into your crown and with each breath feeling it knowing that this is more than just an idea that this is an energy that exists that is and always will be there and through our imagination we can create the bridge to connect with it in a more present way so take a few more breaths here gentle inhales exhales gratitude inhale love exhale compassion inhale compassion exhale courage so remember everything that you need is already within arm's reach you are here to be a part of a bigger story and all of us have something to contribute look within expand without take a couple breaths here and at your own pace gently bring your awareness back to your physical body or even just continue this meditation I encourage you to take this concept and just do a meditation like this even longer connecting with your toroidal field breathing into it as practice so in the future to see how effectively you can sync up into that awareness of that energy and so for now bring your awareness back to this physical body when you're ready you can slowly open your eyes return to the room around you okay alright guys well I do have to go unfortunately well not unfortunately at all but the time has come so reminding everyone who's listening to this to of course share this episode with your friends go back check out some of the past episodes and tune in for future episodes through the Paradigm Shift Central community and encouraging you guys to create your quest journals earn your tokens for the month and contribute at the Paradigm Shift Central team fundraising and thank you so much guys for being a part of this for being a part of this bigger dream and let's all say farewell to the internets together and until next time so farewell fellow dreamers fellow farewell. we love you guys bye <laughs> awesome alright guys thank you again and we'll see you in the future one love peace